Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. Welcome to another episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. Lots of topics of discussion this week for us compared to last couple of episodes where we had no game plan at all. But over the course of the past few days, a lot of craziness has happened around the sporting world, whether it's basketball, football, soccer, hockey, hockey, and even baseball. Even baseball had news. That is right. Baseball actually had news, and it's good news. Base, Major League Baseball finally announced that they are ending the lockout today. It is rumored that opening day will be starting on April 7th, and the first game will be between the New York Yankees and those fucking hated Boston Red Sox. But the good news is, everybody, I'm happy. I'm happy. Baseball fans are happy. Even the casuals should be happy that baseball is back. Rob Manfred finally decided to take the L like he, sh- like he should have done in the first place and just accept the fact that like, hey, we need to change some things here. They agreed on the collective, uh, the cl- they, cl- they agreed on the CBT. They agreed on 12 team postseason. They agreed to increase the minimum salary for players. They agreed. Uh, they agreed to a universal DH, and they also agreed to a few other to to a few other minor details as well. This lockout was for ninety nine days. Ninety nine. We almost reached a hundred. I think the league realized that if we got into triple digit days of being locked out, fans probably would have gotten more annoyed than they already were. Well, the thing is, though, me personally. I've been annoyed since December when the lockout was first announced, mainly just because they had months to they had months to negotiate, but they chose to sit on both sides, not just Rob Manfred and the owners, but the Players Association too, just chose to sit on their ass and twiddle their thumbs and play with their dicks. Um, but that's a whatever there. We're here now. The lockout is over. I'm thoroughly excited. Free agency is going to pretty much commence. In fact, the lockout ended, as we're recording about two hours ago, officially did. So free agency is commencing. There's already already rumors on the hot stove of what the of what big market players are going to be doing, what marquee guys will be going where. There's already rumors that the Yankees are going to try and get Freddie Freeman or or Trevor Story. There's already room. There's already rumors about Car- Carlos Rodon, pl- other players. Where uh, if Kershaw's gonna go back to LA for another year, this is what I've missed. I've missed this. Spring comes. Spring coming means baseball. Baseball is here. The weather's gonna get warm. This is something that I've that I always look forward to in this t- in this t- this time of year. So. Granted, it's taken some time with the labor negotiations and everything because, like, obviously the two sides couldn't do anything for two months. But then when they couldn't, but then, you know, the, la- the last, like, 
two, two and a half weeks or so, they decided to actually try and get their shit together. They said that they had to cancel some games. Then they said, then, then they thought maybe, okay, like, you know what? Fine. We're going to can't, we're going to quote unquote, cancel some games, delay the season, quote unquote. They still continued to meet like in sporadic in and spor, sporadic after that quote unquote deadline or whatever it was announced by Manfred. And, you know, it is what it is there. They kept, they kept meeting reports kept coming out today was kind of crazy. Like this, in my opinion, this kind of came out of nowhere. Honestly, I feel like, I feel like, um, I feel like it all kind of bubbled up earlier this afternoon. Reports were like, you know, I we're at the two yard line. We're at the one yard line. Here we go. Kind of like, you know, oh, kind of like, you know, (coughs) running kind of like, oh, the, you know, Seahawks at the two yard line, Marshawn Lynch, give give him the ball type of scenario here. Uh, uh, But, but actually give it to Marshawn Lynch. Don't fuck it up. Like Russell Wilson did all those years ago. Speaking of Russell Wilson, we'll get into that later, but they were at the two-yard line. They gave it to Marshawn Lynch. They agreed to a deal. They got the lockouts. They got the lockout ended. CBA is set for I don't know how long it is, to be honest, because they still have to, quote-unquote, go through the official ramifications of everything and whatnot. So we'll see what happens there. But opening day is April 7th. They're going to have a full 162-game season. Um. To make up the games that were quote unquote canceled and or quote unquote delayed, they're gonna have nine inning double headers. None of this seven inning double header bullshit from the COVID from the COVID uh from the COVID crap. Uh, yeah, thank season. God they got rid of that. Yeah. They're also getting rid of the uh ghost runner on second in the extra innings. Back to regular extra innings. Yeah, that's gonna be yeah, I, I didn't yeah. I don't know. I, it how- should, yeah, it should have been just played. I mean, I'm happy they're back to the normal scene now, and I'm happy for you, especially because I know how big of a baseball fan you are, that we're going to actually get a nice uh, baseball season coming up here for you. Hey, I'm excited. I mean, you know, like I said earlier, like I said earlier in the pod, like I look forward to baseball because, like, it's signs that summer comes, like the weather gets nice and everything. But this, at the same time, like I always look forward to baseball because. Let's be honest, it is the longest season, which I know a lot of people don't like. But at the same time, I enjoy the longevity of the baseball season just because, you know, honestly, it's more like I enjoy watching a baseball game more so than I do enjoy watching an NFL game or an NBA game or even just a right, like sometimes a hockey game as well. I would say the only game I enjoy watching more than baseball is soccer. And I think you know that there, sir. But but that's like where I stand here with that. Also, I, I'm happy that baseball is back because then I can just keep, I can call Pi Scout for being a fake Red Sox fan. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I mean, he is. I don't really know what's honestly what's to have with the baseball season this year. I'm excited now to see the moves oh, that teams are going to make. Um, so clearly, I mean, opening day it's not typically going to start. Typically, is what are they, when do they um. Spring training, are they going to have a normal schedule there? What are they, what's their Spring plan training, uh, pitchers and catchers can report as early as Sunday. Oh, okay. So give it a couple more days. Everybody will start reporting. Um, I'm just, you know, 
The entire afternoon, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I've been at a loss for words because this is something that I didn't, ex- I didn't expect ha- to happen, honestly. Like, it, was out, it was out of the blue as well. Like, there was no well, reports of anything happening, at least that I saw. I don't know if you did. Well, my thing is, is, like, I tried to follow it as much as I could. But, like, if nothing was happening for three weeks, like, at some point, you just kind of lose hope. Right. And I actually did think like a couple of days ago, I'm like, you know what? If there's no major league baseball season, that would actually suck. Like I actually thought about that. And I'm just like today, like out of nowhere, it's like I saw John Heyman um, tweet out, Oh, they're at the two yard line. And then I saw like bars, like, and then I saw like uh, Jared Carabas, some um, uh, formerly of Barstool Sports now signed with DraftKings, um, uh, if anybody actually cares. But I saw him tweet a bunch of like eyeball emojis. Then I saw Eric Hubs of Barstool tweet them. Then I saw like some player, like baseball players actually like tweeting, you know, just cryptic tweets or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, oh shit, maybe we've got something going on here. And then Bob Nightingale of all people, who's completely like inaccurate with some of his reporting, <laughs> who's been following this like tremendously, by the way, I'll give him that credit started tweeting about like, Hey, this may like, you know, uh, like the reports of what's happening behind the scenes and everything. I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is actually going to end today. And then it ended at like, I want to say maybe around like four, four thirty, And I'm just like, wait, holy shit. Like, and I still had like an hour left of go to for work. And I'm just <laughs> like, you know, I don't even care about work anymore. Baseball's back. <laughs> Should have called off. Took a half day. Uh, I had about an hour left there, buddy. I don't oh, think it would have been worth right. it. I don't think it would have been worth it, honestly. But, yeah, no, that's what it is there for that. But, no, I'm excited. See, I don't know about you, and I'll go – and I feel like this whole – what we're going to talk about today, based off of our topics, kind of puts it all together as to what March means. Because the topics that we talk about today, like as soon as we move on from this one, we're going to talk about the players. We're going to talk about the fifth major, quote unquote, the players. We're going to be talking some college basketball because March Madness is going to start up the NCAA tournament. We're going to be talking about like, you know, some moves that have been happening around in the NFL. You know, all of this, all of this combined, like put together, just capsulates, like captures what March means as a month, as a whole, like, and I, and it started last week in my honest opinion, like with the Arnold Palmer invitational, like you have like that, this is the part of the, this is the part of the year, like things start to like change in a way, like, like how things are like in terms of like a, I guess like a vibes feeling or in a way like, with how the golf with how the golf season changes, baseball coming back, spring training getting ready for the regular season, March Madness happening, NFL moves and free agency. It all kind of puts together. It's like, hey, the weather's getting warmer, spring is getting spring is coming. Next thing you know, daylight savings time is gonna happen and like we get an extra hour of sunlight and then the sun's gonna go down later. Right. So, Sunday. Exactly. Sunday. So like this is like this is my favorite time of the year. I'm not even going to lie at this point. Like, this is my favorite time of the year. Yes. Like I, this is all the stuff that I look forward to. And with all this, and with all the craziness that's been happening in the past, like two years and everything, like, I feel like this is the year. This is the, this is the year where like everything will finally get back to like how things used to be. And this is the time of year that's perfect for it. In my opinion. Yeah, this is true. 
And it's just crazy. It's not even football season. I feel like football, for the most part, up until today, was making the biggest headlines out of all the sports as well. Exactly. Even though it is March Madness, football, it goes to show, is still everyone's favorite sport. Exactly. I mean, the thing is, though, is like up until like up until like today, like everybody was talking about football, like the NFL and everything. I'm thinking to myself, you know, I really don't like I get like this. But then today I'm just like, you know what? I don't give a shit about the NFL. I don't give a shit about the ACC. I don't give a shit about the NBA. MLB is back. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. MLB is back. You're all to the side now. But that's where I stand with baseball. I'm excited. I'm excited. The I'm excited. Spring training is happening. I'm excited. The regular season is going to have opening day. I'm excited. We're having a season. Um, for shits and giggles, I, I for shits and giggles, I was looking at tickets for for not only for the Yankees but also for teams that are like close by to like where where we live, just mm-hmm. for shits and giggles for a potential baseball trip. Um, obviously, the only two. The only area I didn't look at this time was Pittsburgh because I went last year. Um, what about Cleveland? I looked at Cleveland. I kept getting an error though. It's almost as if Major League Baseball's website like completely shit the bed after like the lockout ended. I kept getting like that error four hundred four shit. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> that would not surprise me. But yeah, that'd be what are you talking about taking a trip for opening day or just at some point throughout the season. Just some point throughout the season, not opening day. Oh, God. I was going to say, opening day is going to be expensive. Opening day is also in April, and if it's going to rain, I'm not going to waste my time doing that. Also, opening day is on a Thursday now instead of its typical Monday. So that would actually kind of be like, well, if I take Thursday off, I might as well just take Friday off. And then if I do that, then I'm just not going to work until Monday, and it's just like, okay, forget this. I mean, that'd be a nice little vacation, though. It would be a nice little vacation, but I figured why not do it in warmer weather, not yeah, April. Yeah, this is true. Not this April. True. But, um, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited for baseball. Um, I know there's some uh, there's some people that I know that uh, not only listen to the pod, but uh, people that I, you know, good friends of the pod, good friends overall. They're excited baseball is back, too. Um, that, is for, that is for that there. But... There goes that. I'm glad that I'm glad that I actually get to talk about Major League Baseball in a positive light. <laughs> yeah, it's we been, had talked. We've been shitting on them for like the past couple months now. Well, when we I said like when we had discussed the pod topics this week, we weren't going to start with this. We were going to end with this if there hadn't been anything that ha- that was going on. And but you were ready I'm, to go on another rant. <laughs> I was no. I I told you like if like I didn't want to go on a rant if it was going to make my blood boil, but my blood isn't boiling. Like I'm actually happy about this. <laughs> um. So we'll continue down the mellow happiness train. And we'll go and we'll stop and we'll make a stop at TPC Sawgrass, the, the site of the fifth major, the Players Championship, which is a tournament that I know that you are excited to talk about this week because, well, almost anybody that is anybody is at this tournament because of the prestigiousness of it and, and the money involved. And the money involved, which is a completely re- cra- comical amount of money available. And also because of like, what I had mentioned, I'm pretty sure like, you know, we're getting toward, we're getting into like that, the heart of the golf season, like it, the important tournaments are starting to happen. Exactly. And this is to me, uh, TPC Sawgrass and the players championship, kind of like the start of the golf season for me. I know we had Genesis a couple of weeks ago 
And then we had clearly Bay Hill last weekend, which is another prestigious tournament just because it's Arnold Palmer's tournament. But to me, this is the true start of like the golf season where people start. You'll see a lot of guys playing in most of the tournaments now. You'll see guys go three, four weeks and finally maybe take a week off. But this tournament is, like you said, it's the fifth major. I mean, all the top players in the world are here. Um, it's just a fun tournament. It's got that iconic island green at 17 um, that is just impossible not to love. Even if you're not a golf fan, I, you, I, or should I say golf fan, but if you don't watch golf, you still know what this course is and what it entails with the money involved and then just that iconic 17th. But, no, I'm excited. Um, So finally got started today um, with Tommy Fleetwood and um, – Tom Hodge are both tied at one right now at the end of the first day at minus six. Um, it isn't surprising to me with how this course typically plays and after a first day with the typical being the easiest, but no, I'm just, I love seeing the same because a big name always wins here. Always will win here. Um, and it seems like all the big names as well right now, like no one's really out of the lead for the most part. I know uh, the last guy, I mean, came in at plus six and seven, but other than that, basically everyone is even or under par. So it'll be nice to see getting into the, uh, um, getting into like Saturday and Sunday who makes a cut and see someone probably typically coming from the back, make a push. And I want to see a bigger name. Uh, I, I like seeing the big names win this kind of tournament, but I am Tommy, Tommy Fleetwood is one of, one of my guys in golf. He's got the long hair. It'll be nice to see him pull this off as well, but I'm just, to me, this is just like the kind of like the start of spring as well, which is nice. And now you got baseball coming back. So just kind of a perfect mix of everything. Oh, yeah. No, without a doubt there. I mean, I, I mean, like you said, here we are like and we're not peak golf season. But the thing is, though, is like this is like when the fun begins in the golf season. See, I, I mean, I, I I understand like where you come from about how the players like you, where you see that the players like starts the real season. Um I always think it's like I always tend to think it's like more along the lines of Bay Hill gets everything started because there's even though not a lot of big names go to that tournament as much as they do the players, there's still a decent amount. There's still a decent amount of big names that go there. Um, and then obviously, like, then we get to the players and then it all depends on like, and then obviously everything leads up to the Masters, which will be next month, obviously. But no, um, the players obviously like is a tournament that everybody got that everybody and their sister golfs in practically. Um, the only way that you don't, the only way that you practically don't golf in the players championship is if, well, you're either injured or you're just either you're injured or you just probably aren't good enough to get into the players champ in the players championship. But that's about it there. Um, I mean, I do know that it started today. I watched a little bit this morning, like, uh, you know, PGA Tour live there. Uh, but I'm not going to be I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't even know that uh, Tommy Fleetwood and Tom Hodge uh, were the leaders there because the last time I saw it was Harold Varner. But then again, that was also at noon before I started putting on the ACC tournament. <laughs> um, uh, because, like I said, I don't have multiple screens to take a look at everything while while I'm actually working or or whatnot there. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys, like, in the lead. I mean, you got, like, three guys tied at T3, three or four guys. And you got everyone, like, tied at T7 or T11 after that. There's just a lot of guys right in the mix right now. Where's Rory? Rory, I can't see his name right now. I am not sure. Ah. 
Sorry, I well, got kind of scrolled through as I see all these names. <laughs> no, that's understandable there. Now, the only reason why I ask where's Rory is because, like, he did so, so well up until the weekend, uh, up until, like, the late weekend at Bay Hill, and then he just kind of collapsed. So I'm, I'm like, you know, if he can actually, like, get it together this weekend, this week, and, like, make it to the weekend, which I don't, I don't have a doubt that he will, that he won't, I mean – um, I think maybe this could be like he could win. I think this could be a tournament that he could win. Well, yeah, um, I, I, that'd be nice. I mean, everyone always wants to see Rory when he's probably everyone's favorite golfer on tour right now, besides Tiger Woods. Um, he's just one of those guys we talk about him all the time. You just can't hate him, and yeah. he does everything right about the game. But it has been a big week for the PGA as well. I don't know if you saw the commissioner's press conference, and basically now that all the Saudi stuff is done, it was kind of like a perfect time for everything to come out now with it being the players, which is clearly the flagship event of the PGA tour on um, their biggest tournament besides the majors. And um, it's just nice. He came out basically saying Saudi's done. They asked him about Phil Mickelson. He said, if he wants to play, we're going to have to have a talk. He never really said if he was suspended or not, but it's just nice to see a golf game back on track, even though me and you shit on the PGA tour. Um, well, still- I mean, we shit on the PGA tour because they don't do enough to like grow the game, but it's nice to see finally some accountability happen and some sort of leadership happen there. And that's all honestly that I was looking for. I look for accountability and some sort of leadership kind of like with Marab Manfred and how he's failed to lead major league baseball. He actually apologized to the fan. He actually apologized in his press conference. That's all I ask for, but I, I I'm glad that the PGA tour commissioner, you know, decided to come out of the shadows and practically declare all the Saudi stuff dead in the water. Yeah, yeah, it is nice, um, but clearly there's still going to be talks about that because I probably not as much anymore, though, just with it kind of being dead now. But um, no, it is nice now that the PGA Tour just I love this tournament, especially watching Saturday and Sunday, because for me, it's hard to watch it at work driving a truck all day. Um, yeah, this, please this don't watch it just, driving a truck. No, I won't. I I wish there was a way to like you couldn't even listen to golf, which is boring. Like I listen to like so, like when Liverpool plays, I'll turn on the Liverpool game and just listen to that. But um, I wish I could do that with golf, but it would probably be just horrendous to try to listen to. <laughs> yeah, you you hear the tee shot and oh, it's in the rough. Well, we're in the fucking rough. Right. Yeah, that's something I wouldn't do. But um, definitely come Saturday and Sunday, I will be watching. Hopefully, the rain uh, sticks out for them throughout the weekend now, and they just get a beautiful tournament. Because I know today there was that weather delay. Yes, there was that weather delay today. Um, uh, one of my friends actually was asking me about it, and I'm like, "Wait, I'm like, uh, it was raining, but then I switched to the Syracuse game. I don't know what's happening now, so I had to go <laughs> check Twitter, and uh, I don't know why he just didn't check Twitter himself. But I checked Twitter, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's a delay. Here you go, my guy. And he's like, oh, no wonder they're showing last year's. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Again, it, it is Florida, so you always expect that 20 minutes of downpour once per day for no reason, then it just clears up again. Yeah, kind of love the Florida weather. You really do, honestly. But yeah, no, um, no matter who makes the cut over the weekend, obviously I'll be keeping an eye on it as well uh, because, uh, you know, like we said, fifth major, very important tournament, not just for the players, but for the tourists as well. Um, And then also, you know, um, just the overall competitiveness and how and how the courses to the players um, obviously plays a factor in, in everything as well too. Uh, and then like you know, and then as you said, the payday is ridiculous. 
like for this tournament. Last place gets you like if you make the cut and you finish like if you make the weekend and you finish dead last on the weekend, you're still gonna get like forty three thousand dollars, which that is not terrible at all. No, especially for last place. I mean, that's a nice chunk of change there. But the win- what the winner gets is crazy. Like, yeah, what's the winner getting again? I like, think it's, it's like three million. Yeah, I was gonna say it's gotta be like what three to four million there because uh-huh. I saw because I saw that like because we we had talked about that earlier in the week there, and I'm just like, wait a second, that's insanity. Like compared to like other tournaments, but maybe like this is where the PGA puts all their money for the most part. Besides yeah, the majors is this this tournament, but it's understandable with how prestigious it is. Yo, I understand that. But the thing is, though, is maybe, just maybe, if the PGA actually got smart, they'll realize, hey, maybe we can put this a purse like this in other tournaments to like get somebody, you know, get uh, get golfers interested in like the not so major, not so not so big minor tournaments, you know. Instead of like everybody getting hyped up for the Genesis, for the Genesis Invitational and and the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and even like, uh, and and even like you know the other minor tournaments like in between the majors and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's you know, some boring tournament, but I am excited for the um the Dell Technologies tournament just because they do the um the team format, which is always fun to see throughout the year. They do just one of those a year, where it's that two man format on the team. You're laughing at me. You know which one I kind of look. You know which one I kind of look forward to. Don't don't say the John Deere. No match okay. play. Yeah, that's what I, the the Dell match play. That's what I was just talking about. I thought it was called the oh, I just called it the WGC match play. Oh yeah, it's called the Dell Technologies match play. Oh, they called... changed the name because I know that's what it used to be called. Oh, I didn't know they changed the name. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I always knew it was the WGC. I didn't know when. Jesus, I Jesus Christ. Sure. I mean, so, I could be wrong. Like, like you said, we don't know everything, but I we I know most, but we don't know everything yeah. exactly. I'm pretty no, sure I, that's what it's called because I know it is called the WGC as well. Yeah. But. Okay. Yeah. No, I look forward to. So okay. So we're I. So we're seeing eye to eye here, but we just we're we're just we're just, just smart enough to realize we were both talking about the same tournament. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hey. 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 Jordan Spieth won the John won won the John Deere a couple times. Um. Uh. So when Spieth so when Spieth golfs in that, I look forward to that because it's a tournament I know he'll win. No one in the top fifty played in it last year. This is true. This is very true. But uh, when Spieth golfs in it. Put your money on him to win. You're guaranteed. You're you you you're nine times out of ten guaranteed to see him win that tournament. Okay, this is true. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, no, um, uh, no, um, but yeah, like like you said, um, here we are. You know, as we go on throughout the podcast, like we're gonna realize that all these events kind of tie in together with like where we are in the year and what's going on around us and how how things are starting to look how the weather gets warmer and like you know things change things are changing and whatnot so yeah on an overall basis like i i enjoy the players because not only of the prestigiousness of this tournament but because of like the events that will come after the players augusta can't wait for augusta (laughs) i can't wait for Augusta. hopefully tigers return I don't know about that one, but speaking of Tiger, World Golf Hall of Fame inductee finally, well deserved too. It's weird to me that they didn't wait till the end of his career for it. 
Like, I'm not saying like, if he like if he was he could go play in the Champions Tour, and you could have done it then. But like, he's got Tiger still has golf to play. Like, I get this was the first year he was eligible, so like clearly he everyone knew Tiger was going to get into it. So I don't get why they didn't wait until like his playing days were over. Golf is weird. Golf, the Golf Hall of Fame is weird. Well, unfortunately, um, uh, golf is year round, so you can't do it at the end of the season because a lot of these players do play like year round. Well, I mean, like, like I understand that. I mean, like the eligibility stuff. Like usually, like, uh, but the thing is, though, is like you're right about how, like, eligible. You're right how it's like it's year round, so you can't do a end of season or before the season type of thing or like that. But the eligibility is like, oh, I, I I've always been baffled by that, in my opinion, because I know for baseball it's like five years after you retire. Uh, for football, it's like six. I don't know when hockey's eligibility is. I mean, I when when the hockey hall of fame uh, finalists get announced or whatever, I just see like randos there, and I'm I may know like one or two names. Um, and then basketball, it seems like, it, and then for basketball. I think it's like five to six years too. But then when I see the names on the list, I'm like, wait a second. They just retired like three years ago. And then I realized that I'm actually just that old. Yeah, well, you are getting old. We we both are. We yes, both we are. are. I turn 25 next week. That's Yeah, I know. Monday. Stupid. Yeah, I know. Monday. Don't yeah. you worry. We Don't you worry. We're recording on Monday. Don't you worry. Uh, I, I will be uh, at the golf simulator on Monday. <laughs> I, I'm birthday. joking with you. I know, I know you are, you. but I was going to say you'll be preparing a PiceCon for this uh, episode. No, we're not. Um, uh, I want. I told you what we're doing next week. I told you what we're doing next week. That's literally the episode. I'm not doing that with Piska. He'll probably <laughs> pick fucking. He'll probably pick Murray State to go to the Final Four. Speaking, when we do start talking college basketball, I want to talk about Bellamy or winning their division, but it can't be getting into the tournament because they're not. I was going to go into that with you. Yes, we can discuss that there. <laughs> That's the craziest thing. That's the stupidest rule ever to me. Well, the NCAA is a bunch of fucks, but um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, the thing is, yeah, no. Um, You know what? We'll just go into that right now because I know like we've got our golf talk there um, uh, and everything, but the thing is like, we'll we'll go into that after this because the thing is though is like, congratulations to Tiger for getting into the Golf Hall of Fame. Where is the Golf Hall of Fame, by the way? Uh, That's a great question. It's in Florida. I know that. Is it in Sarasota? Um, it is in St. Augustine. St. Augustine, really? That seems like an odd place for a, a Hall of Fame of any sport. Yeah, I don't. I don't then, really. Yeah, I mean, but it's golf, and yeah, but I mean, the soccer Hall of Fame is in the 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 soccer Hall of Fame is like at FC Dallas Stadium in Frisco, Texas. So I guess the weirdness like in of Halls of Fame just kind of like make, is like a whatever at this point. I mean I I mean I I mean it is a whatever there at this point. I mean I don't know. The soccer hall of fame used to be in Oneata actually. I did not so know what, that. Yeah, it used to be in Oneata for the longest time, which is like about twenty minutes away. Twenty minutes like south of Cooperstown. So like if you so like at some point, like so, at some point, like years ago, like if anybody went to the baseball hall of fame, they could have just gone to the soccer hall of fame, like maybe in the same day because of how close they, how close the two were. Honestly, um, no, but no, golf hall of fame seems like a cool place that I would want to go to. That's why, but uh, 
going down to Florida. That that's a vacation right there. This is true. That's a vacation. This is, this is true, but huh. I mean, yeah, I didn't even know. I knew golf had a Hall of Fame, but I didn't really know anything about it until this year, just because Tiger was inducted. I I know about it. It's kind of like it's kind of like the it's kind of like the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Like you know, it's a thing, but the thing is, though, is like you forget about it because like they talk about it for like maybe thirty seconds. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you never really hear anything about it. Yeah, you never hear anything about it. Like, I like, I don't know. Like, you always hear about the baseball hall of fame, the football hall of fame. Like, you hear about the four of those, but right. then like other sports with their halls of fame or whatever, they never like. Re- you, you you really have to follow the sport to know like where places like that are. Like you have to like like. I know you follow golf a lot, but the thing is though, is like, and I'm not, and like, I'm not joshing you or anything here, but the thing is though, is like, would you have known that the golf hall of fame is in St. Augustine without looking no. it up? No, I wouldn't have. Like, like you said, like I follow golf, but like, I'm not that deep in like, like I didn't even think the hall of fame was like a big deal. And they even had a place for it. I just thought it was like, okay, it's in the hall of fame. And that was it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I mean, like, I mean, I had like, it, it, it's like, it's like boxing. First off, did you know boxing has a Hall of Fame? I did not, but I'm not that big into boxing. Fair enough. Second question. I I actually want you to take a guess at like um so there is a boxing hall of fame. Do you happen to know like where the boxing hall of fame would be? If you had to guess. Either Philly or the Bronx. Try Canastota, New York. Oh. East of Syracuse. Oh. Would not have known that. Did, yeah, nope. You know, I, I, only, I only care about the main, four main sports, though, for their Hall of Fames. <laughs> well, I, 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 went, I went there last summer, actually. I just wanted to oh, go really? check it out. It's, a, it's very, very small, honestly. Very, very small. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, well, it's in Canastota. So, like, their funding comes from, like, they get, they, they, they get good sponsorship, but they don't get a lot of funding, which is, which is sad in a way. But other than, like... For what they have, they do a pretty decent job. Um, but it's very, very small. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no. L- like I said, other than the four major sp- other than the four major leagues or four major sports, like you actually have to like be rooted into like other respective sports to know stuff like that and like where they're at. So um uh so that so that's kind of like where i stand there on that but yeah that's kind of like where we stand there on that i mean if i ever went to the golf hall of fame like that would be a vacation if i ever went to the if i ever went to like actually even if i went to the basketball or hockey hall of fame that's a vacation because it's in hockey's in toronto and basketball's in massachusetts right I was actually at the Hockey Hall of Fame like two or three years ago. The last time I was, actually it had to be longer than that now because two or three years ago was COVID. Um, so it had to be longer than that. Away, oh, geez. Yeah. Wow, it had to be like six years ago. Now that I think about it, it was the last time I was at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Jesus, I've never been. Honestly, that's it's, one. Trip I like it. Yeah, that's one. That's that's one trip I want to make there. Uh, I, went, I took a day trip up to Toronto because I was seeing the Blue Jays Yankees game when I was up there. I'm like, well, I got time to kill, so let's go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, might as well. Why not? Exactly. I figured like a good day trip like that. Um, uh, but yeah, no. I mean, speaking speaking of old guys and like you know, 
speaking of old guys here, I may and before we go into college basketball here, we can move into our next topic. And I think you know where I'm going with this. I think you know you don't know. Oh, oh, our oh, um, uh, our, uh, uh, Steve Austin. Oh yeah, oh, WrestleMania. Yeah, but I, we talked about this. I'm not a fan of it because I don't want to see him come out and look like a sack of potatoes because of how old he is and just kind of shit the bed and have a boring match. But I just still don't like the fact that WrestleMania is still the two days again. Well, I mean, my thing is, is like, I, 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 I'm still baffled the fact that a 57 year old, the fact that a 57 year old man is coming out of retirement just to just to wrestle one more match when he's got bad knees, bad when he's got two bad knees, and I'm pretty sure he has a bad hip too. He's got a bad everything. This this is true. This is very true. I mean, when I saw, I mean, we knew that this was going to happen, but when it was officially announced, I was still baffled. Like I remember sending it to you, and I'm just like, uh, you, you, here we go. I remember you brought that up to me. Like I think it was the last podcast we recorded. I'm like, I just don't want that to happen. But now it's happening, and we're just gonna have to deal with it. We are gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> um, one, you know, speaking like when all these old guys come back and wrestle, I just get fucking baffled. Honestly, I mean, um, I mean, I really don't know what to say. I mean, AEW had a pay per view uh, a couple like last weekend, last Sunday actually. And I didn't know about it because I don't follow <laughs> AEW and I don't give a shit to. But Bleacher Report was tweeting highlights of AEW because of their partnership, of AEW's partnership with Bleacher Report and Turner Sports and all and Turner and all that stuff. And the main highlight was Sting. 62-year-old Sting jumping off the top of God knows what onto three tables. And the caption was, he is 62 years old. And I'm thinking to myself, this man is old enough to collect Social Security. And he's going to break every bone in his body for this shit. Oh, my. Like, he's, like, like I, I, I don't get it anymore. I really don't get it. I, I mean, these are the guys that I, I don't get why wrestling. I get, like, these guys grew like grew this sport heavily, but why keep bringing them back? Just do you think they want to come back? Or do you think like Vince gives Steve a call? Be like, Hey, you want to come back for one more match? I don't think, see when it comes to any fact, any wrestling faction, I don't think anybody has faith in the current rosters that they have. I don't think Vince McMahon has, a, has faith in who he currently has working for him. Like in terms of the, in terms of the actual current product out there. And then when it comes to AEW, I mean, I figured that's just like a glorified like retirement home for wrestling because I saw that Jeff and Matt, Jeff, Jeff and Matt Hardy are at AEW. And I'm thinking to myself, you guys are in your forties. Like, no, please stop. Yeah. So, so I, I I watch a couple like AEW shows like during the week. I think they're on Wednesdays. Yes. Um, And to me, it's more just a lot of talk. Like you get a bunch of those uh, promos. Like they just shoot promos with just guys like talking shit to each other the whole time, and then that's about it. Like yeah. you don't get like much wrestling with it. But I mean, I'm not that invested in AEW. I'm sure people that are into AEW are probably gonna shit on me for saying that if anyone watches it. But I'm like, I don't think anybody does. I think more people still watch the WWE somehow. But it is what it is. There. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. Regardless, I mean. 
both products, in my honest opinion, like are basically for entertainment purposes at this point and solely not on and solely not really caring about the wrestling. I mean, Johnny Knoxville is going to be in a match at WrestleMania too. And I'm pretty sure they're going to have bad bunny involved in somehow as well. And, uh, yeah, Logan Paul's fighting with the Miz. He's fighting Ray Mysterio and his son. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Uh, I'm pretty sure Vince McMahon is fighting in a match. No, Vince McMahon, uh, Vince McMahon, <laughs> Fitz, uh, God, nope, nope. I'm nope, pretty nope. sure he's gonna fight Pat McAfee. No, Pat McAfee's fighting somebody else, actually. Jesus Christ, what a WrestleMania! Yeah. This is what WrestleMania has come to. <laughs> this is what WrestleMania. Celebrities, we should just show up and try to fight someone at WrestleMania. They might yeah, you know what? I want it. You know what? Triple th- I want no, not even triple. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> you, you, you and Paiska, uh, you and Paiska, <laughs> steel cage match, fight to the death at WrestleMania, headlining it. What do you think? I like it. I, am I the betting favorite? Uh, we'll start you at minus five thousand. At minus five thousand, and Paiska at plus fifteen thousand. Jesus, I might just put my money on Paiska and just throw the match. <laughs> you might as well. Like, oh, by the way, pull, we won the Calvin. Pull a Calvin Ridley. Pull a Calvin Ridley. We'll get into that more later. <laughs> oh, hey, by the way, I do want to break some news to you. Yes. We won the fucking trade. Alex Took just scored, baby. Three to one, Buffalo. Well, Krebs scored the first as well. Yeah, so we won the trade. We won the trade, even though I still miss Jack with all my heart. I miss Jack, too. I miss Jack, too. Um, uh, But, yeah, no, Took scored an empty netter. The game is over. (laughs) Or at least about to be over. There's 35 seconds left or whatever. The crowd's probably buzzing right now. Yeah, all 10,000 of them probably. Although although it'll be like Vince McMahon for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching at home on television <laughs> with their ESPN Plus subscription. <laughs> no, uh, WWE isn't that Paramount now? No. Uh, no, Peacock, it's Peacock. Peacock, Peacock. Peacock. Peacock, yeah, Peacock. There's so many yeah. streaming services that I just... You want the truth about streaming services? I only have, I only have, I only have Paramount because of the Champions League. Yeah, me as well. I only have Paramount for the Champions League. Actually, I did. I saw on Paramount the other night. Uh, you're going to laugh at me. I watched Zoe 101. I mean, I'm watching the iCarly reboot, and season two comes out in April, so who gives oh, a shit, right? What is that? I didn't see that yet. Not great. Not not terrible. But see, but since there's a season two, I might as well see how that goes. Right. Um, uh, no, Paramount's the only reason why. Cha- Champions League is the only reason why I have Paramount. Um, honestly, Premier League is the only reason why I have Peacock. Um, when it comes to, see, I have the Disney bundle and for 14 bucks, that's not terrible because I've got Disney plus ESPN plus and Hulu. So that's a, whatever there. I have that as well. Don't yeah, I, I, I like, I mean, the, you get three streaming services for, uh, 15 bucks. 15 bucks. You can't beat it. No, you can't. You cannot actually, um, uh. Don't ask me why I have HBO Max. There's uh, really no- I, someone pays for mine, so I just I got someone's login for that. I mean, I'm paying like seven fifty a month for it for like for like a whole year because of a deal I got. But oh, there's there's no like there's no sports or anything on it. So like it's just like shows and movies from HBO, Ma- like Max Originals, anything like that. Yeah. But <laughs> but I've been watching The Sopranos. Oh, I gotta get. I never seen The Sopranos. I've been watching Euphoria. I hate oh, it. you finally started. Let's go. I hate it. 
What? Oh, you hate it? Yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't know. It's not my cup of tea. Well, I mean, I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I thought the show was fucked up, like fucked up in like a bad, like fucked up in a good, a good and bad way. But it's actually so fucked up, like I actually can't stop watching it. I finished like season two, like I actually finished season two, like I followed like week to week on Sundays uh-huh. practically. So I finished season two, like when the season actually ended. So now I'm actually anticipating for season three, but at the same time, like that's like 2024. How- I heard. Yeah, so I've got to wait a couple of years, but based on how, but based on how the storyline has been going, I'm just like, you know what? I just want to know what happens to Fez. I don't care about anybody else at this point. So like, fuck. Um, uh, four episodes yeah. into it, huh? I think I'm only like four episodes into season one, <laughs> and you're and you're just like, fuck this shit. It's too stu- It's too fucked for me. Oh, uh, I don't know. Like, I like I'm with you. Like, it's fucked up, but like, it's so fucked up that I like watch it. Yeah. That's exactly like what that's exactly the point. Like that that's actually like what the point is there. I feel like they want they they knew they know the show is so fucked up. But the thing is though, it's so good because it's so fucked up and it's so good at the same time because the acting is great. Mm-hmm. Like that's why people keep watching it. Agreed. Like it's I'm not putting it on the same level as the Sopranos. But the thing is, though, is the acting is good enough where it's like, yeah, The Sopranos was a good show, but at the same time, the stuff that they did in that show was fucked up because, well, it's the mafia and everything being portrayed. But that's why it's all, that's why it's talked about. So that's like kind of like where we're at with that. But yeah, no, honestly, like I have too many streaming services, and I don't understand like why I have all these streaming services. But it is what it is there too. Yeah, I, th- I have. I think I have all the streaming services. And um, wow, from a sports podcast, I was talking about our streaming services. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got it from sports podcast talking about Halls of Fame to talking about Euphoria. Guess like we really don't have a game plan tonight. No, we don't. I mean, it's fine. I mean, people don't expect us to come in with hard hitting news. We come in and say what we mean. We're not like these first takes where they come in and talk about LeBron twenty six hours of the day. Yeah, 26, nine, uh, 26 hours, <laughs> nine days a week, right? Exactly. No, yeah, no, we're not like Mike Greenberger fucking Stephen A. Smith. Oh, Aaron Rodgers took a shit on his toilet. I can't wait to see what he says about the Packers. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't get me started on that. Um, uh, But, yeah, no, like, I'm not going to come in here with any hard-hitting news. Like, shit. I don't have any, my, I don't have any sources. They're not going to tell me anything. <laughs> right, even though me and you did break the news of um Zach Johnson being the Ryder Cup captain because I had thought they had completely announced it, then like two days later they finally fully announced it. So I guess we broke that news, but we didn't get the credit for it. Yeah, we broke that news without getting the credit for it. So like give us our credit where credit is due. Um uh but it's a whatever at this point there. Um you know I guess we'll try to get back on topic here and we'll shift our focus to college basketball. Yes, we are actually talking about basketball on this podcast for once and not not in a betting stat in a batting and a betting stance either. We're actually going to talk about the NCAA tournament um where like the postseason tournaments that are happening right now, who punched their ticket? And then, like, you know, we'll see, like, what happens as the days go on because Selection Sunday is upon us. And based off of what is happening, I do believe that there's one, two, three, four, 
five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's 10, 12 teams that have already punched their ticket into the NC. No, I'm sorry, 11, because 12 teams got their tickets punched. One of them got fucked out of being go uh, being allowed to go to the NCAA tournament. Uh, poor Bellarmine. But we have 12 teams in the NCAA tournament. A lot of conference tournaments to be decided. Selection Sunday is going to come. And then we'll figure out who gets the at-large bids and what the seeding looks like here. Um, be, I, I, I'm going to, like, I, I don't know about you, but I'm going to be honest here. The college basketball season has been so crazy. I really have kind of like lost. I, I was kind of like lost in translation as to like what was happening up until now, you know? Hello? My mic was muted. Um, No, yeah, I'm the same way as you are. Like, I'll NCAA basketball is just so many teams. So like, I just follow the big teams and big conferences. I kind of just follow what's going on there and make my opinions off the tournament for that. So when I see these like smaller D one schools getting into the tournament, I'm like, I don't know who you are, but I hope you go far because it's fun seeing these uh, smaller schools coming in just beat these big schools. Because at the end of the day, it is March and anything can happen. Exactly. I mean, the thing is, though, is like we've seen craziness already happen, like not in March with so many close games and buzzer beaters. Um, what comes to mind was in the SoCon just a couple of days ago when Chattanooga beat Furman. Furman took the lead with like four seconds left on a layup. And then Chattanooga, the guy, um, uh, I believe his name was Baptiste from Chattanooga. He had like four, three defenders, like all around him. He just took a shot. He didn't actually like heave it up. It was just a straight up shot and went nothing and went like swish cash money. And he just took his Jersey off and ran around the gym in jubilation. <laughs> and I've thought to myself, this is what March is. This is what the madness is all about. And I just thought to myself, like, you know, cute like my inner dick vital this is march baby it's madness joy all around um but no i mean right now the biggest team to have punched their ticket is gonzaga and as we all know like gonzaga plays in a weaker conference compared to the other bigger teams because the west coast conference is not a strong conference no, let's be not. honest here um gonzaga is probably going to be the number one one seed i would assume right yeah, they're going to be the number one overall seed. It all depends on, like, where they're going to be, like, in the tournament, like, what region. Yeah. But you know what the crazy thing about this tournament is? The number one overall seed actually has a preference as to what region they want to be in. Did you know that? Um, I did not know that, actually. I just found that out, like, a couple weeks, like, uh, about a week or two ago, actually. Because since Coach K is retiring which, you know, was made a big deal by pretty much every Duke fan in the world. Um, Good night for him to lose to North Carolina at home. Great win for North Carolina, if you ask me. Great win. I've th- uh, Duke's never going to recover. I don't care that they beat Syracuse today. Duke's never going to recover from that. Big win for North Carolina. Their I mean, run starts sucks. now. They do suck. First losing season for Jim Beheim in his 45-year career, career at Syracuse. I think it's time for him to retire, if you ask me. I agree, but I I don't think he's gonna. No, he's not. He's gonna stay for at least one more season. From what the from what's yeah. happening here. Well, how old are um, both his kids on the team? I might. I feel like he might stay to see them finish. I believe they both 
well, I know that one of them is finished. I know that at least. I know, I know Buddy there. Buddy got suspended. Yeah, Buddy Buddy didn't play today. Yeah. In fact, I think in fact uh, I think he's gonna be at least one more year, but my thing Jim that is, but I don't know. I, I really don't understand. I really don't know. I feel like the recruit I like when it comes to Syracuse, I try not to talk about a lot about Syracuse basketball, not only because like if you, I feel like if you talk bad about Syracuse basketball, all of a sudden these randos are just going to be like, why are you shitting on Jim Beheim? Blah, 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 blah. Like, it's like, no, they don't have a plan for after he retires. Like, get over yourselves. You're full of it. But what, but then again, like, you know, we don't, we don't know all we know most. We'll just let them have their way there, you know? Exactly. Um, but yeah, but no, honestly, I mean, here we are, like in March, as we had mentioned, Gonzaga probably going to be the overall number one seed. They'll choose where they get to go, and the only reason I found that out is because, like, since Kay's retiring, Duke had actually requested to be put in the region uh, to be put in the region where Chicago would be an elite uh, that Chicago was going to be in, like the like for that city because that's his home area. Duke wanted Duke wanted like Coach K to have to have a chance to go through his home area in the tournament, um, but the thing is though is like the tournament won't it doesn't really take exception to anything after the number one overall seed, or at least the committee doesn't. That is not the actual overall tournament. But with K retiring, it's going to be definitely interesting to see like where Duke goes in the ter- in what region, like where they'll go through especially if they somehow find a way to win the ACC tournament and get some sort of number one seeding. I don't think they will be the number one overall seed. I think it definitely will be Gonzaga. I think Kentucky and Arizona, I feel as well, are definitely above Duke this year for like, as one seed speak. Yeah. I mean, my, I don't even think Duke will actually be a one seed. I think Duke will be a high two, if anything. Uh, yeah, I I agree. Is if Duke wins ACC tournament, they'll be a one. But I feel like if they lose the ACC tournament, they only drop to a two. Yeah, I it, mean, it, then Baylor possibly moving into that one. Baylor or Auburn, but I mean, Auburn definitely has probably the best player in college basketball right now. I mean, my thing is is like looking at it from a standpoint. Like this season has been so ridiculous. I mean, when you really think about it. Like Baylor could easily be a number. Baylor easily will be a number one seed if they win the Big Ten, uh, not Big Ten, Big Twelve tournament. Duh, stupid me. No, yeah, Big Twelve, not Big Ten, Big Twelve. Duh. Um. Uh, so that would make so obviously that would make sense there. There was talk that maybe they have an outside chance to be the number one overall, but my thing is is like it is what it is. There, I think it'll be Gonzaga's to lose seeding wise, and I don't think they will now that they. Pretty much, they ran through the West Coast Conference and got that tournament there, which doesn't um, really shock to anyone. No, not really. I mean, I look at it from a Carolina uh, as someone that like likes North Carolina. From my point of view, like all season, everybody was like, "Oh, Carolina's on the bubble. Carolina's on the bubble. Carolina's on the bubble." Then they go into Duke. Then they go into into Durham. They go at Duke and in and. Beat Duke heavily in that game, like where they kind of just dominated from start to finish, and they get ranked for the first time in like like since the season started. Practically, they become ranked twenty fifth in the country. They get a three seed as the in the ACC tournament, and if they have and 
all see like towards the second half of the season, Lenardi, all the experts had them as like anywhere from like a 10 to 12. But the thing is, though, is if they actually go on a decent run here in the ACC tournament, in my opinion, I could see them maybe as high as a six. Maybe a five if they win the ACC, if they somehow win the ACC tournament. Yeah, Do if, I they think... can, if they can win the ACC tournament, yes. But yeah, if they don't win, if they make the final of the ACC tournament, I see them as a six. If they lose, if they lose at any point before the final, probably a seven or eight. Yeah, I agree. They'll definitely be in the tournament. I mean, it's like you said, they were a bubble team until that win in Duke. And kind of solidified themselves. So they haven't been great all season, but I probably I would say probably around there. I would yeah. say like I would say probably seven to nine. I mean, my thing is is like the ACC, like usually like one of the better conferences in college basketball is probably only going to have like five teams make the entire tournament. Whereas like in previous years, you'd have like eight or nine ACC teams, which is unprecedented for how college basketball this college basketball season is. But Given how given how the other conferences like the Mountain West and like you know all the mid all these other mid majors and then obviously the bubble bursters with the conference tournament winners and everything like all the at large bids practically will kind of change and the first four out change and the last four in change and everything, um, you know. Uh, you know, so it is, so it's going to be interesting as to see how that goes there once Selection Sunday comes. But then obviously, like when Selection Sunday comes and goes, you and I will take a look at the you and I will take a look at everything. And well, I guess I'll just reveal what we're gonna do next week. We will make a bracket. We will pretty much like, you know, kind of we'll go through the we'll go through the regions and we'll make a bracket up until we predict who wins the entire tournament. So we'll so so obviously like we don't need to go too far into it. But I do know that you did say that you want to get into it a little bit with Bellarmine and how they practically got kind of fucked because of their transition process that they're in from D2 to D1. They go, they win their conference championship, but they can't even participate in the postseason. Yeah, it's just stupid to me. I, I don't. I don't like the fact um, that like they have to be because they're not. I haven't been a D1 team for what was like four years, something stupid like that. And now you get them coming in and winning their tournament. And now they're like, oh, it's going to go to Jackson, um, Jacksonville State because, well, you won, but you can't be part of the tournament. So I was like, why? I don't get how you can't allow that. Like, I, it makes no sense to me. It, I just, I, it blows my mind that this team can go. So it's like, why did they even play in their conference tournament? Like, what? Like, there's no, I get they won it, but now there's no benefit to them, too. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, is that I, I mean, my thing overall is that I'm just, oh shit, Baylor lost to Oklahoma. Baylor did. They lost to Oklahoma. Hmm. There goes their uh, number one seed. Yep. Yep. They're 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 one seed definitely done now. They'll probably still be. Probably still be a two. Seed. Probably two, still, maybe maybe three. Maybe a three, low two, high three. Yep, yep, that's what I would say. Jesus Christ, yeah, they lost by five. No, I was one. Uh, my, uh, <laughs> uh, the guy I told you about, like with all his terrible soccer betting, Bowden. Yes. Terrible basketball betting too. 
he Ooh. put he made he made he made safe he made quote unquote safe bets on Baylor and he put and he chatted into like our group chat he's like uh, group chat that I have with them my, my parlays got fucked up again my safe bets lost Baylor's out I'm like oh shit so I checked it on here and I'm like oh fuck they lost yeah I didn't then I know that um I know I don't know I was before we got on here I was watching um. I was just watching. I love the ACC tournament because I think that's the most exciting division in basketball. Um, but I yeah. know Carolina's game just started against Virginia. I don't know what happened with um, Notre Dame because that's what I was watching before. I know they were down last time I checked. Yeah, I mean, it is like it is. Yeah, so this like, is March. I love March. Yeah, damn, this I can't is March, believe, exactly. Damn, I can't believe Baylor lost to Oklahoma. I can't believe it either. Like, shit. Um, uh, but yeah, no, back to Bowerman. Like, I didn't even know that was the fact that was the case. Like, they won their postseason tournament. And I'm like, oh, let's go, Bowerman. Like, we've got a bubble burst or whatever. Like, some last four in team is kind of fucked right now. Then I find out that one of my friends tells me, like, yeah, corrupt NCAA, not even letting them in. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, yeah, they're going through this transition phase of like from D2 to D1 that takes like four years, and the NCAA said they can't participate. I just found out today that they can't even go into the NIT. So they're at, they're done. Yeah. Like, like their season is over, and I'm just like, oh, okay, like that's kind of fucked there. Um... So I guess like after Bellarmine, I guess like we can say like a bubble burster would, I guess a bubble burster would be either Georgia State out of the Sun Belt or Wright State out of the Horizon. I mean those Georgia State was eighteen and ten overall, and Wright State was twenty one and thirteen. I mean even Delaware out of the Colonial twenty two and twelve. I mean so like we've got like a practically like a few like. 13 14 seeds here practically yeah maybe even a potential first four game that first four play-in game there or whatever but uh but but one story that i but one story you know that i, I i'm glad to mention for this loyola chicago once again in the ncaa tournament <laughs> for first time back-to-back tournament appearances for them since the 60s since the beatles were to, were still together as a band and it's nice to see Sister Jean back in the tournament. Exactly. Sister Jean lives on. Um, uh, love to see that there. Um, but, yes, first time since the 60s. I mean, somebody's going to probably, like, scoop up, like, somebody's probably going to scoop up Loyola Chicago's head coach and try to bring him to, like, a Power 5 school. And, honestly, I don't think that would be a good move for him. I think he can build, he's building a good program in, with Loyola Chicago with what he's had. I mean, three turn. I mean, what was it like? Three tournament appearance, three tournament appearances in the last like four, four or five years, because uh, they didn't have a tournament in twenty twenty. Um, so then, like last year, this year for like back to back appearances for the first time since twenty eighteen was let. Then they make it twenty. No, it had to be like sixteen or seventeen. They made it right. They went on that run. No, it was like after that. I think it was eighteen actually. Okay, that's what I so thought, I, but yeah. Because, yeah, because 18, 19, 20, 20. Yeah, because they didn't have the tournament in 20, so it had to be like 18. Yeah, 18 they made the Final Four because I think they lost to Michigan. Yes. And Michigan lost to Villanova. So, yeah, you've got like three tournament appearances in five years. Technically, three tournament appearances in four tournaments because there wasn't a tournament in, in 2020 because of COVID and COVID. everything. 
So like they're so I think they're building a decent they're building a good program there for what's happening for such a mid-major conference. And I think they're actually changing conferences as well. I could be wrong there. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about that, but then again, I'm not deep into the loyal Chicago. Uh... Well, I'm also just not deep into like conference realignment. I do know that a lot of structural changes happening, but again, that would have to be more research on my end. Like if I want to go down that rabbit hole. Right. It's not college basketball to me is just too much to go down that rabbit hole. I watch the good teams. Oh, if you're coming here for in-depth uh, conversation on college basketball, you came to the wrong place. That's for sure. Hey, we, I think we did. Pre- I think we're doing pretty well for ourselves here. If you we do. Me. I'm excited to make our brackets next week, though. Oh, so am I. So am I. Should we actually get Pisca on here and see if he wants to make a bracket? <laughs> I'd be or, <laughs> no, let's not do that. Let's make a, a Lonely Heart Sports podcast uh, a bracket if people want to join on like ESPN or whatever. Yes, we should do that. We should definitely like make a like. Uh, uh, we should do that. Um, uh, what five dollar buy in winner? Uh, winner gets the pot. Yeah, I'm down with that. We should do that, honestly. I we like should. That idea. We should actually do that. I mean, yeah, no, I'm serious. Like, one of us should put that together, like you know, for the buy-in, do like a group for ESPN tournament challenge. You know what we and should that, do then? We should make it before next podcast when we're recording. We'll just make our picks on the podcast and as well, and just put it into the bracket right there. Exactly. That's what. That's what the plan was. All right. That's perfect. what I was thinking. Like, we get the bracket and everything. Like, because. Selection Sunday's on Sunday. Yes. Obviously, with your birthday on Monday, like nothing's happening then. I figured like we would record Tuesday next. Yeah, week. Tuesday or Wednesday is perfect because I will be at the tournament Thursday. I'm going to the two sessions in Buffalo for the first uh, round. Yeah, so we can work. So we can make the bracket on Tuesday. We'll get the group. So like we'll we'll uh we should. Yeah, well, let's get that going there for that. Um, uh, I know there's a few. Uh, I, 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 we can get that going right at like we can get that going like before this weekend actually. Like get the group set up that at least that is. Um, I think like we can do like a five five dollar buy in or something like that. Uh, just just for shits and just to, you know winner gets like that small yeah. pod or whatever, and then we'll make and then we'll make our bracket selections on the pod. Um, while we make our bracket. Um, we'll have to be a little, we'll have to try and be different here. So we don't actually, so people don't think we're rigging it for ourselves. Right. No, that's, that's fine with me. I mean, um, I like to, my brackets basically ended up every year for some reason, I put a Cinderella team in there winning the tournament. Um, I probably won't be able to do that this year. Um, but we'll see. We'll see See what happens there. We'll see what happens there, but that's a good idea. So yeah, we'll do that next week. Um, I do let's shift our focus off of basketball, which is the most basketball talk we've had on this podcast <laughs> in, in its entirety. Ever. Yeah, you, don't, you don't get any NBA if you're coming here for that until playoffs. So we'll buy, so what in a month or two? Uh, yeah. What does it start in April? May? Yeah. Yeah. It starts in uh, mid a starts late April, early May, but uh, let's shift our focus to, to football, not the NFL though. First we'll finish with the NFL. We're going to switch over to soccer um, and I, and because, and based off of how we didn't have a podcast episode last week, I wanted to talk about this now and it's just the complete capitulation of the Roman Abramovich Chelsea saga because of what is happening with Russia and Ukraine. Um, long story short there, Roman Abramovich was pre- like, Practically for like practically had to sell his team 
because he's not allowed into the United Kingdom for business, for personal travel, and he can't even live in the country. So he decided to sell the team. And now he can't even sell it. And now he can't even sell it. Like, no, Chelsea's fucked. Like when, like when you look at everything that that club cannot do because they like froze his assets, they are fucked. Like they, like he can't sell the team. The only way he can sell the team is if the United Kingdom government controls the process of the sale, which means they can choose who the team goes to. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't I like don't, that either. I, don't like I, that think, at all. I feel like he should be able to sell the team to who he wants and like collect the profits from it. I I get like I don't want to get political, but like he I get his buddies with Putin. But like at the end of the day, he's not the one that caused this war that's going on. So I feel like he should be able to if they okay, so yes, if you want him to like fine, if you don't want him in the country, whatever. Just let, let him just sell, let him sell the, the team. Himself. Yeah. Like he said he was selling the team. I feel like this has gone a little too far anyways, but then again, you this is the Boris Johnson Tory government that's a bunch of dumbasses over there. And I'm not, and I don't want to get too political either, but that's oh, my yeah. opinion. but like I mean, I'm sorry, like yes, you can question like how he got his money, but it's like at the end of the day, like he owned that team. Um he worked wonders for that team for a while except for loaning the players out. I saw someone tweet, army. someone someone tweeted that he's gonna loan he's gonna loan the club away for two months and he's gonna go and own like some little club in Italy and come back in two months and run the team again. Yeah, he was gonna loan it out. He was gonna do a two month loan to Vitesse or Vitesse or something like that. Um uh but <laughs> the loan army practically adding yeah, to if it. he doesn't agree to that though Chelsea is fucked because all the stuff they got put on with it through their transfers and stuff. So yeah, no, Chelsea is actually royally fucked right now because because uh, since all his assets are frozen, Chelsea can't make any money practically. Like they they can't sell tickets. Like they can't sell new they can't sell tickets, like new tickets for games. Season ticket holders are the only ones that can go to games now. Um or anybody that bought an existing single game ticket. So if you bought a ticket like right now for a game in say in May, you can still go to that game, but they can't sell any more tickets for games like for the rest of the season. They also had to close the store, so they can't do any sales like in the store or online unless it's through a third party website, which I think is completely stupid. Like that'll solve anything or like that'll solve anything there. Um Chelsea can still like receive like money from like broadcast fees and like sponsorships, but that money is frozen, like because it's considered an asset of the club. Yes. And then they also can't their transfer business is fucked. It's almost as if they have a transfer ban too. Again, like, it's they, like another one that they just had what was it, last year, two years ago, whenever it was. Two years ago, exactly. Like they can't buy any players, but they can but players can leave the club. And then they also can't negotiate contracts with players that are that could be potential free transfers, like Antonio Rudiger and Andreas Christensen and Cesar Espoaqueta. Now Rudiger and Christensen are most likely going to leave anyways, um, so it is a whatever there. But the thing is, though, is like until the club gets sold, they're going to be stuck in this purgatory that you want, whatever you want to call it. I call it fu- I call it fuckery because the club is actually fucked. 
uh, from... It's definitely not an ideal situation. <laughs> no, it's not an ideal situation. I mean, it's almost as if they're, I mean, it's almost as if they're in some sort of like administration at this point. It's right. kind of, it's kind of like when the Sabres were owned by the league for those, for, for that one season before Galasano bought it, like the league practically controlled like the day-to-day ops and like all the assets and everything. It's like that. Yeah. Basically. Except, except everything is, except not everything is practically non-existent. Um, the craziest thing about this was that earlier today, their spawn, like their shirt, like the, the sponsor, like on the front of their Jersey, like they pulled out of their deal. Like they like tempor- temporarily quote unquote until like the, until this whole thing is done and settled. So Chelsea, like a manager, like wrote like a kid manager or something had to go buy from a store blank blank Chelsea jerseys (laughs) against Norwich today because they actually had a game. So in a way, I I feel bad for the club. I actually do feel bad for the club. Oh, so do I. Even though I hate that. Yeah, me too. But to get pulled into this shitty situation when they they did nothing wrong and they're to be punished for it. Well, It's not like two years ago where they were punished for a reason where they knew what they were doing wrong. Yeah, and exactly. Now, now you get <laughs> a situation where they can't, they had no control over what happened outside of this, and now they get screwed because of it. Yeah, exactly. But yet, but, but yet, Man City and PSG violate all sorts of rules with their illegal sponsorship stuff, and nothing happens to them. But that's another conversation for another day. Oh, uh, money, money. It's a different mm-hmm. kind of money. That's the. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's the oil. The money. oil that's the oil money. So I guess that's fine. Yeah, I guess the oil. Yes, yes we we're not going to question where they got that money, but it's all right. Yeah, we're not going to question where the uh, where the sheiks get their money, but we'll <laughs> question where the Russians get their money. Makes perfect sense. Um, uh, the the hypocrisy in world football never ceases to amaze me. But uh, like I said, I feel bad for Chelsea. Um, I feel bad for Abramovich in a way too. I mean, yes, we know like where he gets his money from, but I feel like the UK government had it out for him, for him from day one, practically even Mm -hmm. before. Um, so I I had a feeling like him selling the club eventually was going to happen, but not like this. No, no, not like this at all. I was, I was planning to talk about the potential buyers of Chelsea Football Club, not the fact that this is happening. Because did you see who one of the potential buyer? Like, did you see like I saw the Conor McGregor guys? one, but I, I saw so, that. But who else? So, so I don't count that as an actual offer there. Like, I think yeah. he's just fucking around. But the Dodgers owner is one of them. Uh, he's got a consortium group. There's um. Woody Johnson, the Jets owner, is the one that baffles me. I, yeah, I didn't see any of this. So this is the first. I think you sent me something in this game, but this is the first I am seeing of this. Um, yeah. Who do you think out of those names, you think anyone would be? Who do you think they would get to buy? So give me a second here. Let me pull that up again, my good sir, because I know I sent that to you as well. I just want to take a look and see like who we discussed here. Um, where is it? It's gonna give me a. Give me a minute here because, oh, here we go. Who's going to buy Chelsea? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So the uh, Dodgers owner is with that Swiss billionaire. That's their consortium. Woody Johnson, yeah. um, the, the owner of the Sacramento Kings, Tom Ricketts, the owner of the Cubs. There's a Turkish investment company um, and then some British billionaire named K- Nick Candy. 
Um, and then you've got Conor McGregor, who I don't consider at all. Not Honestly, the two, the two, the one that I consider the serious one is the one with the Swiss billionaire and the Dodgers owner. I think that consortium could potentially get it done. Um, Woody Johnson and the and then uh, Vivek Ranadive, those two owners. If those two owners buy the club, I already know they're not going to surround themselves with smart soccer people. They're just going to surround themselves with their buddies and whoever they have already in charge of their teams. Like, and they'll just move them around. So. If one of those two buy buy Chelsea, then I'm gonna laugh my ass off because then Chelsea's gonna be fucked for years to come. But the smartest, the smartest offer, the smartest people to buy would probably be, like I said, the Dodgers owner and that Swiss billionaire. Maybe even Tom, maybe even Tom Ricketts. I know nothing about this um, Turkish investment company that came out of nowhere. And to be honest, I mean. This British billionaire named Nick Candy, he's just some sort of property owner, and he's a fan of Chelsea. Like, okay, you know, shit, I'm a fan of Manchester United. You know, let me go buy, let me go take out a loan for three, for four billion dollars and tell the Glazers to go fuck themselves. Well, you should. I should. You know, why not? You know, uh, my first order of business is selling Harry Maguire. Probably be the smartest move I have, probably the smartest move the club makes in 10 years. I'm not sure why anyone hasn't yet. That's another conversation for another day. There, um, uh, but uh, that's why that's where I stand. That's where I kind of stand with like what's going on with Chelsea. I feel bad for the club. I feel bad for Abramovich in a in a sense. So he even said he's going to go and try to talk to Putin and get the war to stop. But (laughs) hey, I mean, oligarchs got to do what oligarchs got to do, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, did, did you see that? Uh, did I mean, Chelsea's not the only one that had like anybody like frozen out. I mean, that's just because he owns Chelsea. Everton um, uh, has uh, Alisher Usmanov associated with them. Uh, remember, uh, he was Arsenal's old like COO or whatever. Um, not really, no. Ah, okay. See, this is more the business aspect, uh, which is understandable. I mean, you brought. Yeah, I'm, I mean, not into, no, I'm, not, I'm not into the business aspect of it that that heavy. That heavy, yeah. So that's understandable there, yeah. So Alisher Usmanov was like Kroenke's like main rival inside Arsenal's board. He left Arsenal and went to Everton, like to help them fund like sponsorships and stuff. A uh-huh. couple weeks ago, all of, all of Everton spons all of Everton sponsor deals got frozen out. That were done by Usmanov because of his ties to the oligarchs. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting, like how that, like, kind of like was talked about, then got brushed, then got brushed away because of all this with Abramovich here. Yeah, that. Yeah, it does, I mean, and it doesn't help that like he was. I mean, I, it's known that he's been supportive of Putin in the past. Exactly. There, but so that definitely doesn't help him. But it's still, I didn't like me, like you said, like even though we don't like Chelsea, you still do feel bad. Oh, exactly. Because you... I mean, you feel bad for all of these people who are Russian and getting the shit end of the stick because of what their leader did in their country. Oh, exactly. I do. I wholeheartedly do. Like there was some F1 driver that, yeah. Had um, his... yeah. Um, Ma- uh, yeah. Maz- Mazepin had to leave Haas and Haas had to pull all their Russian sponsors out the car and which making Haas possibly because I'm been following a little bit of F1. Haas possibly might have to pull out of the uh, of F1 for the season if they can't get more funding. And then that guy just lost his job because he was Russian. 
Yeah, exactly. I feel bad for him. Like I, I remember talking. I'm like, this guy didn't fucking do anything. Like, what the right, fuck? And then the reporters asking Ovechkin about it when this first happened. I'm like, what do you think? He's here to play hockey. Yeah, he's he. I mean, sure, he cares, but at the same time, like, he's not going to have a true opinion. But right. that uh, this whole situation kind of it, it's all like fucked up. Like, the the wrong people are getting punished by the wrong organizations. I mean, I understand the uh, you know you gotta make a stand with something, but. Not to get to not to get political, but hey, governments, this is where you come in and actually do something. Right. But, well, but that, I, again, I'm not getting political here. We 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 did that once with the Saudis in the golf league and everything, and I think that's enough there. But um, uh, I do want to continue our soccer talk here. Um, Champions League second leg uh, is happening. This it happened earlier this week and will happen next week. We already have four of the quarterfinalists uh, figured out, and we'll have the other four figured out next week. Um, uh, big props to you. Um, uh, big 1-0 loss by Liverpool to secure <laughs> Champions League quarterfinal status. The Who quadruple thought we still lost off. at Anfield? Yeah, for all, 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 you know, the craziest things that happened in all of this, like, um, not to get like, you know, over, not to overshadow PSG and, and their capitulation against Real Madrid or even like, you know, or even Bayern and their thrashing of Salzburg. But yeah, Liver- Virgil van Dyke, first time lo- uh, losing at Anfield as a Liverpool player. Huh? That, that, like, what a run for him, honestly. That's a crazy stat. I mean, what was it? It was up to like 50 some, I think 50, I think 58 games he finished at 59 wins that he had before a loss at Anfield. That's crazy. Yeah. The only time that he lost before that was again, was as a Southampton player. Yeah. And that was like one time, but the, but the funnier thing about this was lost in everything because like city had their tie, like practically one in the first leg was that Scott Carson, the backup keeper for City, made his first Champions League appearance since 2005. And then got hurt making one save. And then he got hurt making one save, <laughs> but he still played. He finished it. He finished right, they, it. Subbed, they subbed in a goalie. Like, that's how – that's crazy. That's, that's how, how badly – yeah, that's – I mean – Well, that's how bad, like, the tie was over in the first leg. They actually could have started Scott Carson if they wanted to. Pep, at that point, Pep just didn't care. He's like, you know what? Go out there, Scott. Have a good time. Right. What's Still, Buck City, though, I, they're, the ball fraud is going to come out again, and they're not going to win the Champions League, so it doesn't matter to me. They can do whatever they want. They can hey, hey, I mean, I'm just, mad, I'm just mad that uh, Phil Foden got subbed off at halftime because I did anytime goal score parlay, and Benzema lived up to his <laughs> expectations, but Phil Foden, you know, just fuck him. Um, uh, you know, get subbed off at halftime and City don't even score a goal. I was uh, I was thinking about taking the under on the game as well, like under the goal and a half. I'm like, no, City might just end up coming out thrashing them, but then the zero zero draw. Yeah, no, no draw. Fuck that. But yeah, so let's get into the capitulation of PSG. Um, <laughs> or or do you want to call it the comeback of Real Madrid? Which do you prefer? Um, I mean, we, I mean, with Poach being the manager, I think we all kind of could have seen something like this coming. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could have seen something like this coming. I mean, PSG are just Europe's version of Tottenham at this point. Right. Imagine um, signing, getting messy in this offseason. Um, and, and somehow then, getting worse. Yeah. I mean, they're not they're not good. They're only good in League One. They're only good in League One, exactly, which they're up by like 15 points by. They're not even in their domestic cup competition. They got knocked out. 
They didn't win the French Super Cup, and now they're out of the Champions League. They're only going to win one trophy this season. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, this goes to show that all the superstars in the world can't win you titles. I mean, you need the right guys to... to match. You need the right guys to match up in the right places. And yeah, I get you have all these stars on your team, but it's like all for what? You need the right manager. And you bring yeah, you bring them in like because your goal every year. Let's be honest; they don't really care about their domestic cups. They want to win the Champions League. The furthest they got was a final two years ago against Bayern and lost. Yeah, and uh, and then they fire too. Yeah, PSG. That whole project is a joke, and I think they're finished. I think they're finished as a club. I really do think that they're finished as a club, in my honest opinion, with their project. I mean, I can go, you know, I'm going to be honest here. I really thought PSG actually had a decent chance, like, to go through when Mbappe scored to make it 2-0 on aggregate. But then, like, when Benzema scored the first, I'm like, maybe Real Madrid has a chance here. Maybe we're uh, – may because I'm thinking to myself, no, this is fine. And then I'm thinking to myself, like – before, like, before Real Madrid scored the second, I'm like, you know what? Fuck, this is Poch. He'll fucking find a way to bottle it again. Like, and, and you were and right. Lo- <laughs> and lo and behold, fucking Frondicio Franchettino, who I never want linked to Manchester United ever again. Well, he's going to be your guys' manager, so. He's a fucking idiot, and anybody that tells me otherwise needs to be fucking slapped. No offense, buddy. Um, uh, I, I, I just hate seeing him linked. Like he's terrible as a manager. He's a fraud. I just can't wait till you guys sign him as your manager. And I just can't wait to rub it in your face. <laughs> can't wait until Liverpool. You know, it's something, you know, it's something United would do. What do you mean? We're going to, we're going to win the quadruple this year. Uh, I don't they're not going to win. You're not going to win the quadruple. The well, same, yes, the, we, are. The we, could realistically, win- we could realistically win six titles this year. Oh, you're counting the Phantom Cups? We're going to win the Champions League. Then we're going to win the Super Cup because we're going to play a bum who wins the Europa League. League. And then we're going to go win the Club World Cup. Oh, you're going to win the Phantom Cups. I forgot about those because, you know, Phantom Cups at this point to me. But then again, it's been so long since we've been even near. Well, actually, no, we made the 2017 uh, Super Cup and we lost to Madrid. But that was five years ago now. But um, uh, my thing I can't believe that was that long ago. That was that I remember that game like it was like yesterday. Yeah, I know. Lukaku scored, um, uh, and then Real Madrid scored on an offside goal, and they didn't call it offside. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Um, uh, UEFA Madrid strikes again. But uh, it is a whatever there at that point. Um, uh, to to each to each their own. Um, but no, I, you you know, honestly, like as much as you want to shit on me about this, but the thing is, those you know, like you know that Poch is a fraud. Like you know yeah, that Poch we know this since Tottenham. It's in it's in the history. It is in the history of Tottenham. I mean, let me like. Do you remember the 2016 season when Leicester won the title? Yes. Do you do you know who came in second that season? City or Tottenham? No, neither. Wait, no, I don't remember who came in second then. I, I could have swore it was. That's right. I could have swore for some reason it was City. No, it, no, City came in fourth that season. We came in fifth. Because we won the FA Cup, but then got sent to the Europa League because we finished in fifth on goal differential. Um, but That's it, true. but no, Tottenham finished in third. Arsenal overtook them uh, in the last couple of weeks of the season and jumped ahead of them the second after Leicester were champions. That man somehow took Tottenham to to finish third in a in a two horse title race. 
Then in the 2019 Champions League final, he does not start Lucas Mora, and he tactically <laughs> capitulates against Liverpool by putting Musa Sissoka in the midfield, who commits a penalty in the second minute, and then Tottenham go on the defensive the rest of the game instead of going on the attack when they're 1-0 down. Then the man goes to PSG. Somehow goes to PSG. I don't understand like why they fired Tuchel. Um, I, I guess Leonardo, who their sporting director is, did not like Tuchel, didn't have a good relationship or whatever. But he goes to PSG, and he can't even win, win League Un in his first season there. They lose the league. They come in second. The only trophy they win is the French Cup. And then this season, while they run away with the league, they get knocked out of the Champions League in the round of 16 after blowing a two-goal aggregate lead. Then they lose in the French Cup, not even making it to the final. And then they lose the French Super Cup. This man's only going to win two trophies with such a talented squad in a, se in a season and a half. But yet, I'm getting told by idiots on fucking Twitter that, that uh, I would be lucky to have him as a manager. No, you'd be better off getting a what's his face from um Leipzig. Or um uh, You mean the guy we currently have right now? No, um who the fuck am I thinking of? Not from Leipzig. No, not Leipzig. God. Ajax. Yes, yes, thank you. Ten Hag. Yes. I was gonna say Leipzig's coach. I don't want Leipzig's coach. I couldn't fuck. Um uh we already have Red Bull in our we already have Red Bull influence already, and Ragnick isn't a manager, but yeah, no, like literally like I'm being told by idiots on Twitter, like when I told you to go see my tweets yesterday, you didn't see the one that I that I was hoping you would see because it was a reply to somebody. Um, but no, Jared, um, uh, one of my friends, Jared, lives the one that invited me out to Syracuse, like he was getting into an argument about with me on Twitter about this, like, oh, you'd be so happy to have Potch, like you're delusional, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you miss me with this shit, you fucking idiot. Like, yeah, you, you think like Patch isn't a good coach, and we have known this. Me and you have talked about this before, not on the podcast, but we have talked about this like outside of it. Exactly. Like you, like if you don't, if you think that Potch is a good manager, like you literally have no fucking knowledge of what football. Any, yeah, you don't know football at all because I mean, it, you see what he doesn't like. He doesn't win titles. No, he doesn't. I yeah, mean, like that's that's why you bring managers in is in hopes to win titles. Unless yes. You are a like mid-table team, but United is not a, ever a mid-table team. United expects to be fighting for the league every year. Well, that's well, what the mentality should that's be. What the at mentality least. should be, but the past couple of years it hasn't been that way. No, it hasn't been that way. Be happy to be be like Arsenal, get top four, and yay, we'll throw a parade or whatever. But I mean, I mean, that's my point of this. Like, I mean, yeah, we can call this a Real Madrid masterclass from Kareem Benzema, but then when you look at it, like. No, it's like bad man management. Yeah, I mean, you I saw the picture you sent of their formation last night. They were standing in a straight line. It was four in a straight line, then three in a straight line, and then their front three were in a circle. Yeah, it's like they just collapsed and like Potch didn't have any answer for anything. No, the man has no answers for anything. He, like um, uh, the guy, you know, Bowden with his terrible betting, like he was like, oh, we should, like maybe we should get Potch because he's got the Premier League experience. No. <laughs> He hasn't done anything in the Premier League. I finished third in a two-horse race in 2016. Oh, he has that second-place finish in 2017. Yeah, when they finished, like, what, five, eight, eight points behind Chelsea or something like that? Yeah. Was that title? That title race wasn't close ever. 
No, that title race wasn't close ever either. And the only reason why they finished in second was because the rest of the league was fucking terrible. Um, uh, if I remember correctly, I think City finished in third that season. And we somehow finished in and No, we finished in sixth in 2017. Yeah. That's how bad the league was. Yeah, that was the year we ended up getting top four somehow. Yeah, you got top four we back did, in the we got we got we got fourth place. I think the last day of the season. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you got fourth place. We finished in sixth, and Arsenal finished in fifth. And I remember when we won the Europa League, you and I had laughed at Arsenal fans because it's like, ha, huh, we're in sixth, but we're in the Champions League. Good times, good <laughs> I mean, days. Not now, but good good days that not so much now. No, not now. No, you guys. We fucking you guys, suck. You guys need a new manager. That's I think that's all it comes down to. Well, I mean, I, you guys I have th- the quality on your team. Yeah, we have the as quality. Much, as much as it pains me to say, you guys have the quality. I think you do need to get rid of Ronaldo. I never understood. I mean, I mean, I know you were I, happy about it when it happened, but we both talked about it. We we're like, well, there's no point for this when you had players already in that position. We bought him solely for commercial purposes, I believe. I'm convinced at this point, like we just bought him for the sole purpose of making money. They needed the they needed the jersey revenue. I mean, I I mean, I fell victim to it. I mean, I want I bought a jersey, but hey, why the fuck not? I haven't bought a jersey in like three years anyway, so why not, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, I only spent like I only spent like eighty bucks. It's not like I gave them a full like one hundred twenty bucks, like a full one thirty, like what price would be. Plus, like I said, I wanted a new jersey anyway, so why not? Uh, he'll probably he'll probably be out the door in the summer anyways, which right. I which, which I think should happen anyways. I don't think like I just can't I think, wait to thrash you guys next Sunday. You're not playing us next Sunday. You've the got 20th. an FA Cup match. You've got an FA Cup match. Wait, did it get? I thought we played you guys the twentieth. Did it get? Rescheduled? Yeah, no, you've got. That's when the FA Cup uh, quarter. Uh, the, the that's when the FA Cup quarterfinals are. Yeah, by guys, well, when did it get rescheduled to? Then I didn't. I see don't that know. It got rescheduled. I have no idea. I found that out today. My my dad asked me about it. I'm like, what do you mean it's canceled? And he's like, oh yeah, I saw like I saw like on the web. I saw on the Man United website. I was taking a look there. Liverpool game postponed. And I'm like, so I asked my one my other friend who's a Liverpool fan. He's like, did you know the game got postponed? He's like, what game? I said when Liverpool play United. He's like, um, I don't know. I said, yeah, foot mob is telling me this. And he's like, oh, wait, no, FA Cup. And I'm like, oh. oh so I get to see the fun Nottingham, Tor- uh, Nottingham Forest now. But sorry, that's yeah. the first day of F1 racing anyway. So I know Zach and Andrew are coming over to my house to watch the first uh, race of the year. Ah, F1. Good. I'll definitely be watching that too. Speaking of Drive to Survive, season four starts tomorrow. I don't know if you ever watched that, but if you have I don't have it, Netflix. Hmm. It's my streaming service I don't have. I once Netflix started getting rid of programming to focus on their original stuff, I st- I actually did not care. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, though, is like that is one docu series I actually want to watch. And you should because... get it back for the PGA Tour on there starting as well. That'll be I think it doesn't come up till next year though. Yeah, they're doing one for the PGA Tour. Um, uh, they're doing one for tennis, I believe too. I feel like that would be, like I I like going behind like the scene. I like those because I like getting behind the scenes of like sports and like. Especially like F1, I never really followed until I watched the show, and now I'm like big into it. Exactly, which means we need to get, which means we need to find a way to get an Amazon Amazon Prime, um, uh, 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 Amazon Prime subscription for Prime Video. Why is that what F1's on? No, that's on ESPN Plus. No, All or Nothing, Arsenal. Oh Jesus Christ! 
Comedy purposes, my guy. Comedy purposes. I mean, my mom has Amazon Prime. Does that mean I get the Prime TV? Yeah, you get the Prime Video. You just oh. sign in with your mom's account. All right. I'm going to have to do that. Then I'll have, like, all the streaming services. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think my mom has one, too. So I'll have to ask her. That way, like, I can just, like, that way I can just, like, watch All or Nothing Arsenal and have and have a laugh. Oh, is that where the All or Nothing, the Toronto Maple Leafs is on? Yes. All or Nothing's are Amazons. Oh, all right. I'm going to yeah. sign into that then and then just go laugh at the Maple Leafs. And I'll have to laugh at Tottenham from two seasons ago, <laughs> even though we know what happened. Oh, that's like that I mean, that Sunderland doc that was on Netflix, uh, Sunderland Till I Die. <laughs> they need to bring that back. They need uh, to bring that back. <laughs> Sunderland needs something. <laughs> They'll never be back in the Premier League, though. It's all right. No, they never will be. Never will be again. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, well. Um, uh, moving on to our final topic. And usually we start with the NFL, but based on how things are, I figured we'd push the NFL back because it's not football season. It's it's baseball, it's golf, it's college basketball. So we figured we'd push uh, the NFL back. But this week has been crazy with the NFL. I mean, I want to begin with the trades and, and the trades and the Aaron Rodgers talk, but how stupid can you be to bet $1,500 on the Falcons and end up getting suspended for a year? Um, well, in his defense, I don't, I think the games he was betting on, he wasn't playing. It was when he was out for his mental, like that mental health break he took when he missed most of the season anyways. Yes. Like, I, get, I get, true. I get like, all right. I get like how it looks. It's like, okay, I get players shouldn't be betting because then people will be all into the theories that, oh, they're, they're throwing games because of this and be like, oh, what's his face from the Reds all those years ago? Pete Rose, yeah. Pete Rose, thank you. Um, like I get how it looks. Um, I think the season suspension is just because I, I feel like it's just a thing, just like to set an example for any other players who do want to do this. Because I think a year is long, but I think it's like needed. Well, my thing about this too is like I've got thoughts on this. I really do. I, I I've got thoughts. On, I actually have some thoughts here about this. First off. The NFL has huge deals with FanDuel, DraftKings, everything. Like, and they they're practically like these sports leagues, not just the NFL, but Major League Baseball, NL, NBA, NHL. They they're promoting gambling, like actually actively promoting gambling with sponsorships, in-game betting. Um, they're they're giving off like betting lines uh, on scroll like on the scroll like for ESPN or for Fox or CBS. Fuck! When I watch a Sabres game, you've got Marty Baron talking about like what the over under is for this uh, for the for the game for whatever random Sabres game is on during the week, and he's like, "Well, based on that, based on based on what's going on in the matchups here, you may want to take the over. Based on this matchup here, you may want to take the under." Um, well, I get it's hypocritical, clearly. Yes, it's very hypocritical. But the thing is, though, is I understand that, like, I understand that, like, as an athlete, like, you don't go, like, they don't fall into the provision of, like, that they're allowed to bet. When you, uh, like, when you sign the contract, like, there are certain things that you obviously can't do, like gambling. Like, you can't actually bet on a game that has any implication that like has, bet on anything that has any implications, especially if you're betting on a game that you're playing in. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't playing in it, but 
Yes, I know that. But the thing I, is, though, I, get, I, like, get what, I get what you're saying, though. Is like, I get it. Like, it's it's, it's neat because, like, you don't. It's sort of the minute you get players gambling on games that they're playing, and that's when the real issue comes in. That's when the real issue comes in. Understandable there. I mean, this whole situation is kind of fucked up, anyways. I mean, the NFL hasn't. The NFL's been no. The NFL practically has been ridiculed in scandal for how as how for how long as we can we can remember, anyways. I mean. For crying out loud, I mean, you have a guy being sued by the league, um, not only for racial discrimination hiring practices, but also accused of actively trying to tank by paying your head coach to lose games. So if you're suspending a guy for twelve for, uh, for a whole season because he wasn't playing in any games, but he was betting on them, what, what, what are you going to do about the owner that's being accused of actively trying to tank and bribe coaches to lose? Like, what about that? That's actually, like ruining like what they call the integrity of the game there yeah i it's it's a shitty situation because like the players i feel like if they want to bet outside of it fine like i think they should be able to bet on other games like if you're nfl if nfl is gonna make all this money from all these gambling sites it's like well then why can't the players just bet on games that don't have any implication to them and it's like I, I guess it would just be hard to monitor it in a way. Like, well, it's I, like it's it's like fantasy. It's like it's kind of like fantasy football in a way. Yeah. I mean, the thing is though, is NFL players have fantasy football like participate in fantasy football leagues. Um, some of them don't. Um, others do. But the thing is though, is like. But the thing is, though, is like, what are you gonna take? Are you not gonna allow NFL players to like participate in fantasy football anymore? Like it's it's kind of the same thing. The only difference is is that the amount of money, not the amount of money being involved or not being involved in it, um, uh, unless it's like some pool with your fr- some league with your friends. So like the whole like the whole like this whole situation with Ridley is just completely like completely shit. If you ask me, I feel bad for the guy for being suspended because one, he only bet fifteen hundred dollars and he's losing out on an eleven million dollar deal. But the thing is too is like. The NFL is being hypocritical because of all these deals that they have to promote gambling, and they're op- and they're openly for it now. Even though, like you know, gambling was frowned upon up until like what a few years ago or something like that. Yeah. But and now it's just like, well, here's where we're at right now, and I'm just like, oh my god, and and I'm just baffled and perplexed at the whole situation on an overall basis. Like, how many more guys do you think gamble on games? Oh, there's probably a lot more, but the thing is, though, is like they pro. There's probably a lot more, but the yeah, thing are is, we though, or do they know how he got caught? Well, clearly they have known about this for a while because as soon as it happened, like the story he, came out and the suspension came out right with it. So clearly they have known about this and they just wanted to break it together. Yeah, he got he got caught. Like he was doing it, like you said, he was doing it. Um. Uh, he was doing it um, while he was like out on his mental health break or whatever you want to call it. So he went down to a state that had mobile betting involved, and they re- like whatever, like whatever, ga- like whatever gambling he did, like in person, like mobile or whatever. He got found out, and when he got found out, somebody decided to play snitch. Or at least that's like what I'm getting out of all of this. I could be completely wrong here, but this is like what I feel like is happening, honestly. That's what I would have to feel like as well. That it was a, a, probably a snitch because there's no other way really to kind of found out. 
Exactly. It's not like the NFL is like spying, like the NFL like has people like spying on him. Like, oh, this is like what this guy's actually up to because that's just like wrong and it's wrong in general there. But I mean, my thing is, is like, once again, like it goes to the fact of like the quote unquote integrity of the game. And the NFL, like we, as I just mentioned, is ridiculed and scandal practically on a daily basis. So like, is there really any integrity to the game anymore? Uh, that's up for debate. Yeah. And then another thing up for debate too, is like, if you're suspending a guy for a whole season for betting $1,500 on some parlays, like what about the guys that actually commit actual crimes? Like you had people. That's, that where, gets- that's where my issue comes in with the suspension is all uh, like, Ray Rice got two games. Adrian yeah. Peterson got what six for beating his kid, even though I felt like that was a touchy subject as well. Because from from what I remember from the video, I know it was long ago, it just looked like he was being a dad as to how like I was raised. But I, yeah, I, I could remember the, being I could remember the video being wrong. It was the but the thing is though is he got videotaped uh, beating his kid. And if you're getting videotaped beating your kid, like that that's definitely like Again, a touchy subject there, depending on how you feel about it. Right. Um, I, I feel like, but I Ray Rice, just... a video shows him knocking out a woman in an elevator, and, and he like, only gets two games. Kareem Hunt got what six for kicking that woman? Yeah, six for kicking a woman. I mean, yeah, you have people committing actual crimes here, and they don't actually—they get a slap on the wrist. Practically, the only way they don't get a slap on the wrist is if they get cut. By the team because like once they get cut then like they'll be put on the exempt list unofficially or they'll just be like unofficially like blacklisted from the league kind of like Deshaun Watson right now because Deshaun Watson like he's still being linked to teams for trade talks but the thing is though is like he's probably not going to be in the league anytime soon I think they're going to debate on whether or not he faces criminal charges like later this like at the like sometime tomorrow or early next week and if he's going to face some criminal charges well then he'll get eight games <laughs> he'll get eight <laughs> games yeah he'll get eight games on top of the, on top of the years in jail uh, well there you I know, mean if you Henry know, you know home, there's gonna be some uh there's gonna be some uh just under the table stuff that goes on you you know how it works Oh, I know how it works. I mean, if Henry Ruggs didn't get cut by the Raiders, I mean, he probably would have got five games and he killed somebody. <laughs> well, welcome to the NFL where they make no sense. No, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, like I get, okay, the 16 games, like I get it just based on the fact it's like we can't have guys doing this because how it looks for the league. But if you're going to be tough on this, there should be other guys who shouldn't have been in the league. Oh, exactly. I mean, the thing is, though, is Alex Karras and Paul Horning got caught gambling in the 60s, and they got suspended for a whole season. Alex Karras has been in the Hall of Fame for a long time, and Paul Horning was put in the Hall of Fame, like, what, two two years ago, I believe, finally? So you have two Hall of Famers that were suspended for gambling. But then again, like, there's a lot of people in every Hall of Fame that commit that did some sort of stupidity off the field, on the field, or whatever. And that's a com- that's a conversation that I don't want to talk about either because that may actually make my blood boil. Yeah, we don't have to get into that now. No, we don't need my no, blood to boil. Yeah, we don't, need, we don't need that right now. No, we don't need that right now. But it's been, it's been a good pod so far. You haven't got mad today. It's been a nice day with uh, baseball. I only got mad at Potch, but then again, like he's a fraud and Jared's, Jared's a fucking idiot for thinking that Potch is a good manager. <laughs> Stick to your Syria, Tucker Carlson type bullshit, okay? 
man probably gets his soccer news from like fucking Infowars or whatever. I have no clue. <laughs> um, uh, but no. Into on the field, actually, actual news there. I don't even need to get into Aaron Rodgers. He's staying with the Packers. That's not news. We kind of all saw that coming. I took a shit. I took a shit in a shower this morning. Is that news? It's news to me. It's news to you. I didn't news know you showered. Uh, I didn't know I shit. <laughs> well, that's that. That could lead to some issues. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to get that checked out. <laughs> that no, might just, be actual news. <laughs> <laughs> oh god we're gonna get it. see i told you we i told you i'm gonna get us fucking canceled one way or another fuck um uh but no russell wilson traded to the broncos from the seahawks um bad for the seahawks because they're rebuilding they also released bobby wagner so it's an end of an era with you the think two- DK's gone soon so I think both DK and Lockett are gone. And um, are you going to, as a Bills fan, do you want to try and make a call for either of them? Um, I would for DK, um, just based on the fact that clearly what we have seen uh, just with the Packers in this past couple of days and LA Rams and last year, the Buccaneers, the cap doesn't matter. It's just no. made up. It's just made up. Yeah. It's just made up numbers. I mean, I'm I telling get, you. I don't is... get where, like, I don't get where, like, they like also like you hear like, teams in cap trouble, and I was like, "Oh, we're just signing Aaron Rodgers to the biggest contract ever, and oh, we're going to franchise tag Devontae Adams." Cap numbers are lies. Financial okay, fair so, play is a so joke. Learning, so, like learning that, like I would like to build, like at least ca- give a call for DK. I would give up the first round, first rounder for him. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. What there's not going to be a guy that we're going to draft that I think we're twenty drafting twenty five or twenty six this year. There's yeah. no guy that we're going to draft in the first round that's going to make a difference right away for our team, especially you, with our needs. What are you talking about? You're going to draft a quarterback, and they're going to replace Josh Allen. You didn't know that? Well, they're going to replace Mitch Trubisky. I want to go on a rant about this guy calling it on the radio the other day, but I won't get into it. I what People another Bill, another Bills fan calling into WGR um, with some was, nonsensical bullshit? No, he was complaining that uh, we were letting Mitch Trubisky go as our backup because now we're going to need to bring another backup in to learn the system. It's we're a like, backup it's quarterback. Like, that's what we just did with Mitch Trubisky last year. What do you mean? Like that's what I believe a backup quarterback is. Like what are you? What are you talking? He was bitching about. It. He's like, what? He's like, we should just pay him. He's like. I spend the money on a fucking backup quarterback, man. Just bring in someone fucking shitty and I have him back up Josh. As long as Josh doesn't get hurt, you're fine. It's not like the motherfucker's going to play anyways. Oh, my God. Yeah, your fan base kills me. I swear Ooh. to God. Listen to WGR some mornings makes you want to blow my head off. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Um. Uh. Yeah, no, this is why I don't listen to WGR because the analysis that they provide is terrible and the people that call in, they, I, I swear, they let idiots call in just because they want to bitch and moan. That's basically all, especially uh, the three o'clock show with uh, with uh, Mike Shope and the Bulldog. That's fucking, all they do is let idiots call in and then they just have a screaming match with the idiots for like three hours. Oh, so it's like, oh, so it's a radio version of First Take then. Nice. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love just, that. They there. just scream at people and like they'll laugh at people when they call in like, <laughs> making a stupid comment and they just laugh at him. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, can we get some actual insight in here? 
no, we're not. You're not going to get actual insight from anybody, for whether it's mainstream media or local media. I mean, like, like shit. You've got like looking at the national media. You've got Mike Greenberg for fuck's sake. I'm a talk show host. I need to know what Aaron <laughs> Rodgers does on a daily basis. Oh, he ate breakfast this morning. Breaking news, everybody. Let's go into Adam Schefter. What did Aaron Rodgers eat for breakfast? Oh, let's go into Stephen A. Smith. Let's see, like, what's Dak Prescott up to up to today? Oh, he broke a toe. Oh, my God, the Cowboys are fucked. Like, oh, God. I saw someone say Mitch Trubisky's, uh, I don't know if this was a joke or not, but they said Mitch Trubisky's ceiling was higher than Dak Prescott's. If you can see my face right now. <laughs> if you can see my face right now. Well, oh, my Mitch, God. In Mitch's defense, he did take a fucking shitty Bears team to the playoffs and had a winning record with them. That's because the ba- the Bears suck. Man, that Trubisky wasn't the problem. It was Nagy. We figured uh, yeah, we, we knew that. We figured that out. You could be a, you, well, actually, no. You, I wouldn't say you can be a complete idiot and figure that out because my thing is, is like there are idiots that won't be able to figure that out. They probably like praise Matt Nagy for his coaching ability. And it's like, no, take your uneducated opinions and get out of here. Right, um, take uh, to Twitter, have people laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, take them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yes, no, Russell Wilson to the Broncos. I don't understand that. I mean, like good move for the Broncos, but the AFC West is practically just going to beat up on each other, especially now that Khalil Mack is on the Chargers. It's got to be the toughest conference in football now. Division. Division. But the AFC is the toughest conference. It's getting late. It's almost 11 o'clock. It's almost my bedtime. It's almost my bedtime, too. I can't. Yeah. yeah. People just saying we're grinding for you guys. We're recording late tonight. (laughs) Yeah, we are recording late tonight. Exactly. But yeah, no, I mean, that's the toughest division in football. Like, I mean, Russell Wilson gets traded a couple yesterday to the Broncos. um, And today, um, uh, no, not today. Yes, not yesterday. Two days ago, actually, to the Broncos. And just today, Khalil Mack goes to the Chargers and he's going to team up with Joey Bosa. And then not, not only to forget you have the Kansas City Chiefs and what they have, then you kind of like. It's still the Chiefs division. <laughs> it's still the Chiefs division. I mean, and for the Chargers, you have to hope that um, Khalil Mack can stay healthy. Exactly. The AFC West is just going to beat up on each other. How do you feel about that as a Bills fan? You enjoying that? Well, yeah, clearly. I mean, make it tough for the because clearly we, we both know. I mean, we both have. We both have brain cells that the Chiefs are going to win that division. They'll probably be, it definitely makes their road to a one seed a lot tougher now. It especially def- like, because I mean, I get like, he's got a, a Mahomes house play Herbert twice a year, who we saw Herbert go toe to toe to him last year. Um, You got Russell Wilson, who hasn't been great the past couple of years on Seattle, but I'm going to blame that on coaching because Pete Carroll just loves his running game. And then you got Derek Carr, who's not the best quarterback in the world, but there's plenty worse options. No, I mean the Raiders, like with what they had last season. I mean, they. I mean, I. I. I, I, I knew the Raiders something. went through. I mean, I knew something. I knew something. I. I mean, they made the playoffs. I. I knew something there, but um, uh, my, me and my big brain, me and my big brain, but uh, yeah, they made the playoffs, and the and the Chargers, who are much more talented, did not make the playoffs, but. Now with Denver having an actual quarterback to actually take them somewhere, it's going to be interesting to see what happens Like when the season starts, obviously, not only in that division, but in the AFC overall. I mean, when you look at like the stat, like when you look at the two conferences comparable to one another, like 
the AFC is practically just a juggernaut at this point. I mean, you start with Buffalo and Kansas City, and then you just go down the list. I mean, you've got then you've got then you've got the Chargers. Now you've got the Broncos. Then you've got the Bengals, the AFC champion Bengals. Then if then with a healthy Ravens team, um, the Titans they won the Titans like they won their division. They won the South, and then like you know. I guess if Cleveland can pull their heads out of their asses, they've you've got them too. The only the only team I'm actually taking away from all of this now is Indianapolis because they don't have a quarterback right now since they traded Carson Wentz to the NFC. But then you look at the NFC and then it's like you've got the Rams and you've got the Packers and then everybody else after that. Like from from like what Dallas? I mean, they're too inconsistent and I mean, they play a terrible is, division. They'll be good in the regular season, then they're going to shit them out in playoffs, like we're used to seeing with them. But it's like you do look at the vision, like it's like kind of like you, that that three headed dragon meme. It's like, but it's just two of them. It's like the, you got the AFC quarterbacks who are like the tough dragon head, and then the NFC quarterbacks who are like that one that has his fucking tongue out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the googly eyes and the tongue now. Yeah, you, you got two good quarterbacks in that division. Yeah, you've got like two good quarterbacks in the entire conference. I mean, exactly. you had three last year, and then or conference. Oh my god! Yeah, it's eleven um, o'clock almost. We're um, recording late, like you said. We've got two hours think, into this. With the NFC quarterbacks, though, do you think um, Jameis Winston resigns with um, the Saints, or do you think he goes back to Tampa now? Oh no! I think Jameis Winston should restay with uh, shit. Honestly, either or, whichever team has Jameis Winston is going to win that division. That's my hot take because because my thing is, is hey, that hey, you can't you, don't, don't don't throw Matt Ryan out of the picture. It's not that I'm not trusting Matt Ryan. I'm not trusting the Falcons, the players around him, and I'm not trusting the Falcons as a whole organization. They still haven't recovered from that Super Bowl coll- collapse. Um, Plus, Tampa still has a talented roster. Compared, they just need a quarterback now. Well, that's still the issue. Have a I mean, we we've seen plenty of good teams that don't have a quarterback and not be good. This is true. This is true. I mean, my thing is, is if Jameis Winston goes back to Tampa, he'll be a better option than Blaine Gabbert. If Jameis Winston stays in New Orleans, he's a better option than Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon. I mean, that's just a given right there. I mean, we saw Taysom Hill; he sucked. We saw Trevor Simeon; he sucked. Um, we know what Blaine Gabbert's capable of. I mean, he he's practically a career backup there. The South, the A, the A, um, the yeah, the AFC. See, I'm getting losing it now. The NFC South is a complete joke of a division. It makes the NFC East look somewhat competitive. <laughs> relax, relax. Don't go that far. <laughs> now you're making me laugh. Now you're just spewing shit. I mean, oh. Oh, my, I mean oh my god, what team is competitive in that division, though? The regular season Cowboys? Is that is that it? You know what I mean. You know what I mean by competitive. You know maybe what the I mean by You mean as competitive as no one can beat anyone, but those each other in that division. So each of you guys get like maybe four wins a season because they split some season series. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> may, may, may I remind you that two teams made the playoffs out of the NFC out of the NFC what out of the NFC East last season? Yes, might which I remind is... you though, you guys are still in the NFC where there's two good teams. <laughs> hey, exactly. Anything can happen. So I'm glad I support an NFC team. Okay. My, I mean, I could just completely <laughs> spin zone this and say your window as the, as the almighty Buffalo bills just fucking closed and good I, luck trying to get to the Super Bowl. It, it, there's still two top dogs in this division. I don't care that Cincinnati made the Super Bowl. They're not there yet. 
But you know I'm fucking. No, I, I know you are. And I'm I mean, if like, I had an actual, I do think if you guys, if you guys do get Mitch Trubisky, which has been rumored that he might be your guys' quarterback because then he'll get to go with um, Dayball, who we just learned a year under. Um, mm-hmm. now you get rid of Daniel Jones. You guys might be competitive because I think you guys do have somewhat of a decent team if you can get a quarterback. We don't have a terrible team. We need an offensive line, and we need to figure out our running back situation. Um, uh. I keep seeing some wonderful takes on Facebook saying that uh, the Bills should go after Saquon. And I'm thinking to myself, stop it. You're not get- The only way you get Saquon is if the only way you're going to get Saquon is if you decide to actually be stupid enough to. Yeah, I was going to say that I, there's no way I want Saquon. Supposedly, though, the Bills, rumor has it the Bills did make a call for McCaffrey and they denied it. Why would you want street clothes? That I, man is literally. Not, I don't get either. Like, I don't want either of those running backs because I don't understand. I don't understand, like, why the Bills would go after anybody like that. I mean, the latest rumor I'm seeing that your team is, like, interested in Shaq Lawson again. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't understand. I don't know know if we're interested in him. I think it's just he put out a tweet and some of the players responded. So that's where that interest is coming from. And some people, like, are saying, bring him home. And I'm thinking to myself, why do you love this guy so much in my – oh. Why do you love this guy so much? He was a decent player at best. It's because I mean, he was here on the years we started to get good, and he was a big proponent in that. Yeah, I understand I think, that. I think but... that's the reason. So it's like, um, what's that saying? Where it's like, I don't know the saying. Never mind. It's like, not everything. I don't know. Like something about, like, you always know where home is or whatever, I guess. No, I but not know. that. It's like, uh, a thing for know. everything and everything in this place. A place something for about, it's something about like something being beautiful on the outside, but then like once it happens, it's not as great as you think. Ah, yes. Okay. Oh, it's like oh, it's like the piece of cake analogy. Like nobody goes after the pe- nobody goes after the cake because it looks terrible. Like on the uh, like it looks horrible, but then you actually take a piece uh, take a piece of cake and it actually one of the best things you've ever had in your life. I don't think that's it, but I, I, I don't want I don't want to sit here look like an idiot. No, let's not go into this there. Um, let's not go into this there. No, God, no, God, no. But yeah, that's kind of like where we stand right now, like in with the NFL too. I mean, what free agency? Oh, the commies, start- yeah, the commies got Wentz, which I think I do think kind of makes them competitive. Seeing as I don't think Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback because his Indy wasn't the fit for him because he did not have a true number one receiver. And I'm sorry, Pittman is not a number one receiver. I think that he had 27 touchdowns and seven picks, and he also was out for a few weeks of the season too. The only reason why they called him a blunder is because of how he ca- like how he capitulated in the in like the last like three weeks of the season. Um, but the thing is, though, is like I think he just needs to get his confidence back, and he'll be fine. Like he, Washington is his last chance to be a starting quarterback or or he may be a career backup but the mm-hmm. thing is though is like washington's not a terrible team no i mean they got a great defense um you're getting an actual good quarterback now with scary terry in there um as long as that defense can kind of do what we know that defense can do unlike last year where they were not as good as should have been yeah exactly exactly i mean my thing is overall with this is like Again, we'll see how things go. Free agency hasn't happened yet. I mean, NFL free agency will be in, like, what, eight days or something like that? Uh, starts Wednesday, right? Oh, so 
Wednesday? Yeah, oh. it's sooner than anything. I think it's Wednesday. Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, okay. Then Tuesday then. Jeez, I thought it was like a week or two. I think I thought it was like a week to 10 days. What do I know? Okay. I'm happy about ba- – what do I know? I'm happy about baseball, and that's all I really care about now. It's baseball season. Ha-ha. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with NFL for, with the NFL free agency, like what moves are happening, um, if any more trades happen. Um, and then, you know, we'll just see how Twitter reacts because, you know, that's where I get my comedy at this point. Yeah, I mean, the Twitter comments are the best. Let's be honest. Oh, let's be honest here. I, I I'm starting to choose. I'm starting to choose violence on that app. <laughs> I don't use Twitter as much as you. The only time I ever tweet is when I tweet something at reply to you because you said something stupid that I didn't agree with. <laughs> That's the only time. Or, I or ever you tweet. Fa- or I said something smart and you and you just can't comprehend what I'm saying. No, you never say anything. <laughs> let's, let's not go that far. I love it's, you, buddy. It's, it's late, but it's not that late. I love you too. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Um, uh, nah, nah. I don't tweet that much. I mean, I would say the most I tweet is maybe like when United's playing, but that's about it. After that, I would say maybe like once or twice a day. I'll scroll through, but that's about it. Yeah, that's all I do. Like today, like today I tweeted because baseball was back. That was it. Other than that, I don't care. I'll see. I'll, I'll look at memes. You did tweet about the Sabres. Oh yeah, I did tweet about the Sabers. Oh, I fr- uh, hey Peyton, Cra- we won the trade. I uh, what do I got? What do I got to say about that? We won the trade. Sorry, I go see you. Enjoy um uh, enjoy not making the playoffs for Vegas because I don't think you will. <laughs> Imagine if they don't. That would be hilarious. I like your tweet about uh Pocher <laughs> earlier either earlier as well. I just saw that. <laughs> The uh, loser, losers want a loser to lead them. Typical. Yeah, lose. They are. They're. They're a bunch of losers. Losers want a loser to lead them. Jesus Christ. Oh God. I, I'm. I'm not. Am I? I mean, if am I wrong? Are you gonna call me out for that? No, because I know you guys are gonna sign him. I just can't wait to rub it in your face. Oh God. Oh God. If we. If we. If we sign him, I'm done. That will be it for me. Hey, well, um, I'll always. I'll always have open arms if you want to come support. The Reds. Go support the Reds. <laughs> At least you don't have to change colors. Yeah, same colors. Yeah, I'll just have to buy a different jersey. I got an extra one for you. Yeah, there I you got, go. I got two solid jerseys. No, I got a solid and an Alexander Arnold jersey. Yeah, Trent. Nice, nice. Um, uh, do you have any final thoughts before we conclude the podcast? Because um, I think we, I think yes, we're good I have, I do have one more thing. Uh, did you see Jack Eichel's comments? Jack Eichel's comments after, about being after, back in Buffalo? After, yes, after the game. No, I did not because I switched over to North Carolina. Oh, it was bad. Uh, he said, uh, he said, I've been here seven years and this was the loudest I've ever heard the arena. It must have just took took me to leave for them to actually enjoy hockey. He really said that? Oh, yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. I'm, I'm here for it. Fuck, I mean, everyone, here everyone's, for- everyone's, everyone was shitting on him where it's like, like why 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 are we shitting? I'm here for I'm here for it, but at the same time, I'm just like wow. I mean, it is what it is at this point. Like, damn. I mean, hey, you make the comment. He like, shit. I don't even know what to say. I mean, hey, he underperformed today, in my honest opinion. Like, you know, you come back and you want to make a statement, and you come back and lose. Like he had one shot on goal for the longest time for what I can remember there. And then uh, he also said they're just booing me because they wish I was still here. 
I mean, I respect. I mean, the fans were booing him or pieces of shit to him, so I, I respect the comments. I respect the comments too because the fans that booed him are the ones that are like wanting him gone the in the first place. The ones that booed place. him are the ones that don't understand what actually happened with the fucking Pagulas being idiots letting him go. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And how many times have we had this conversation of like where like people that boo or go on social media and make their ridiculous comments, they're the ones that are uneducated and not doing their research as to figuring out like why this is happening. Right, because they get all their information from Twitter. It's like we had a once in a generation player on our team and we fucked it up. Exactly. Like we were the ones that fucked it up. We had bad organization. We we had a bad organization from top to bottom. He wanted to get traded a season, two seasons ago. We convinced him to stay. Like we practically begged him to stay. Well, yeah, we then, we went and got Hall for him and everything, and we still weren't good. I I'm still convinced if he was here under Granado, things would have went different. Oh, agreed. I agree wholeheartedly. Like I think things would be different, but we but here we are now. The trade happened. I think it'll I think it'll benefit both sides because we oh, have agreed. We're rebuilding still and Vegas as a cup contender, let's be honest. Exactly. So it'll work out for both sides. Like I said, I'll just find it funny if Vegas somehow doesn't make the playoffs and they somehow capitulate at the end of the season. Because that means that your Oilers have a chance to win the cup if they make the playoffs. That's not happening. I'm gonna have to get a tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> this team is in shambles. Even though the Oilers did win last night, I believe. Hey, yeah, they uh, beat they beat they, uh, did. they beat the Caps in overtime. Yeah, they won in overtime. Yeah, so it puts but, um, that puts us what we're we're right outside of the wild card right now. Yeah, you're right outside the wild card. You're in the hunt. Right, and yeah, there's a lot fine. of games left. Twenty game, twenty games left, something like that. Yeah, that's the Oilers played fifty eight, so eighty one minus fifty eight is I can't do fast math. I think there's like twenty. 23 games. Three games left, thank you. Um, Yes, 23 games left. So, yeah, there's time still. Maybe, I mean, fuck, Colorado's just a wagon. I'm. Hey, better an Avs tattoo I than did, a Leafs tattoo, right? Did, this is true. Um, I did, at the beginning of the season, though, I still did pick Colorado to win the Cup. So, I mean, I'm not going to look like a complete idiot. Exactly, and I'm not going to look like an idiot either unless they somehow blow up, unless they somehow lose four straight in the conference finals again. I mean, the conference semis again. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. No, that was just me being, that was just my stupidity there. It is <laughs> what it is there. Uh, yeah, Colorado's never going to lose again. Nope, nope, lose four straight. They, they definitely. You see, they, they tied the record for the most wins through 40 games of the, or through like, or the fastest of 40. They tied it. They only yeah. have 13 losses on the season, then five OT losses. It's crazy. Yeah, they were wagon. Um, uh, but yeah, no. The only final thought that I have here, um, and it's actually nothing related to anything here. Um, I know we kind of shit on Paiska on our podcast, um, all in good fun. But I do want to shout him out because yesterday was his birthday. Yes, it was. I messaged him. Dumb. I told him he was getting old, so it was kind of yeah. mean, but it's all right. <laughs> nah, he 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 knows that we all joke with him, and he's okay with it. But yesterday was his birthday. Um, so happy birthday, happy birthday to you, even to you, Paiska, even though I wished you a happy birthday yesterday. And I know that you and I talked about baseball a little bit, uh, today, and we had talked about stuff about the bills, uh, yesterday. 
um, uh, mainly me just fucking around saying that the Bills should go get Shaq Lawson. And he said, if that happens, he's going to go down to Orchard Park and kick <laughs> Brandon Bean's ass. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. I did not see that, no. <laughs> so, Paiska, don't go down to Orchard Park and do that, please. I, right, I, we I don't, don't we want... Because we're not... Lonely Heart Sports Podcast isn't making money yet, so we cannot bail you out of jail. No, don't call me for bail money in general. <laughs> call a lawyer. I'll call you for bail money if I ever needed it. I'm not answering. You wouldn't know I needed it for bail money. <laughs> if you tell me you need bail money, I'm hanging up, and that's for <laughs> anybody. You wouldn't say no to me. You would. You you would miss me too much. <laughs> When's your trial? Actually, you oh. might just, you might just leave me in prison because you know Liverpool's winning six titles this year, and you're not gonna be able to handle it. <laughs> yeah. Just for that, just for that, you're going to just for that, uh, just for that, I'm, just for that, I'm making you record on Monday for your, uh, even though it's your birthday, even just for that comment there. Right, we'll, no record ifs, it, we'll record it like ten o'clock then. Yeah, no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, we'll record ten in the morning. I'll, I'll, I'll take two hours off of work. You know, I work, shit. I work on my birthday. Actually, I didn't take off. Oh, that's te- oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I was, might, yeah, I might. Well, I had to take off Thursday for the tournament, and then uh, I had, makes sense. Yeah, so you got I, you got make I up. Off, I took off Sunday for the F one race. So yeah, so you got make up. Makes sense there. Yeah, so but, yeah. I have to work on my birthday. I'm only it's 25, so I, I'm getting old anyways. I don't want. We're getting old, it. exactly, exactly. But yeah, no. Happy birthday to you, Paiska. Hope you enjoyed the day. Um. You know, so that's that's our shout. That's a good shout out there. Um, other than that, I've got nothing. This is a good time of year. Um, I you know I'm loving it. Golf, March Madness, baseball. They sun sun the sun's going down later. I've got no complaints. Um, this is probably probably one of the longest podcasts we've had recorded. And we've gone into the dark now. Uh, like we're in after dark mode practically here. Lonely Hearts After Dark. But you can listen to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LHS Podcast 2021. Um, we will be doing Mar- we do want to do an ESPN tournament challenge bracket. We will get a group set up. We'll make our brackets next. Uh, we'll make our brackets next week after selection Sunday. And then we'll take it from there and follow the brackets as the tournament goes along. But until then, take care and just keep on keeping on.